0: Whether you're coming from a boat
1: or a stand, welcome back to the Lodge with your hosts Matthew Dredska,
2: Wait, no, 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 that's not what I meant. No, no, come <laughs> <God>, no, <laughs> dang,
0: Patrick Mudge.
3: I really don't know what to say that's funny because I'm not a very funny person. (laughs) True.
0: And Nick Condor. There's a difference between picking and itching. (laughs) Thinking about us, thinking about then, thinking about how it could have been. Don't cross your mind, so if you do doing fine,
1: don't tell me. Don't tell me.
0: Back to the Lodge is brought to you by Icy Tech USA.
3: Six oh five live from West Tennessee. I'm Patrick. I'm Matt. I'm Nick, and we are here for Week Eleven. Back to the Lodge. So, what a successful weekend we had, or week <laughs> we had yeah. last week. Yep. Um, having twenty four seven on with the benefit fundraiser for Bo Boddieford, yep. uh, we were able to raise just under three thousand dollars. But even more so, donations are still coming into the link. Um, if you did not catch the episode last week, uh, Bo is a local community um friend family member to many people here, and he's been battling covid in the i c u for now six weeks too long yeah, so yeah. you know our hearts got to him we continue to try to help and raise money last week was a great success, but even more so last weekend uh they were able to pack the house and raise a good chunk of change yeah, I'm, I don't glad, I'm s- glad you brought that up yeah, yeah it, it was definitely a nice solid yeah. uh f- fund that they were able to raise and and, and that's phenomenal that that just totally made my day to hear that um that was Sunday afternoon. So, mm-hmm. uh, Bo, if you're listening, you know, our hearts go out to you. We're praying for you and, uh, keep fighting that battle, buddy. You're doing a great job. So, and also hats off to 24 seven, Brooke, Leslie, um, Frank, and, um, yep. Dang. I only met him once. I can't remember the other
2: guys. Yeah. I don't know either.
3: I owe you an apology. I owe you a beer and an apology, but I know <laughs> Frank Leslie and, in Brooke. So, uh, and they were up here and they did a tremendous job. So, what an episode! Um, speaking of this last week, did you guys catch the video of the guy running from the mountain lion?
2: Yeah. Yes. I actually think you sent it to me, didn't you? I think I Is did. That oh, where well, I saw it. Well, I sent it? it to you
3: when I saw it, and then like yeah. the next day, it went viral. Yeah. And uh, it was definitely like, dude, been there, that sucks. But you know, the thing that was bothering me was I, I was like, well, that's a mountain lion, and I'm like, well, now it's a puma. But then I realized like mountain mountain lion, puma and cougar are all the same thing. That's just depends on where you are. The actual cat is actually has more names than any other animal yeah. in the in the United States. Yep. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool." Yep, mm-hmm. just
2: just depends on where you are in the United States and what they call them. But
3: That's... if you didn't see this viral video, the guy for 6 minutes. The mm-hmm. guy was hiking and this was in was it Utah?
2: You know, I don't know that I caught where it was, but it, it, it was somewhere in
3: the West. It wasn't Colorado, but it he was, was I think exactly it was in Utah. Out
2: hiking or doing yeah. something of those sorts. Well, he
3: was jogging yeah. and then he was running. But he was yeah. running backwards because he's he's just kind of booking along, and all of a sudden the the puma, the jungle cat, <laughs> comes walking out, <laughs> and must have had babies nearby because yeah. it it woo,
0: was not happy.
3: No. So if you get a chance, go on YouTube or Facebook and look up. <laughs> could be cougar, could be puma, could be mountain lion. You know, chases guy. Um, I, my hat's off to. I mean, look. I don't know how I feel about this. Because in today's society everybody's like, I gotta keep my phone going. Gotta get that content. But on the other hand, it's like, dude, put the phone down and pay attention mm, yeah. to what you're doing. But do <laughs> but do what else?
2: I mean the fact is yeah, but but what I mean, else could he have done? He's not outrunning it. He's not I mean, there's that guy that was up in where, Seattle or something that wrestled one. Oh and, yeah. But regardless, you're not you're not gonna win. You're so not gonna document, win, But it. it
3: the the chance of tripping and falling. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: trying sure. Trying to keep that phone But going how is glad a are higher. we that he did? record it i mean because the story which you know we'll we'll talk about our stories in a little bit but the stories are good that video's better look
3: i can and i'll share my story but i'm gonna go ahead and preface that by saying there is no way in hell i would have had my phone out trying to record <laughs> right. this no as it was going down right. because i was in fear for my life yeah and i'm sure he was too but the next generation of youngsters are like Got to get this on TikTok. <laughs> got to get this on I don't mind at all Snapchat. that he recorded it. I agree. <laughs> I don't know that
2: I would. I don't know that it would have been in my mind to to record it, but I'm glad he did. Yeah. Well, speaking of recording,
3: we're doing something a little new tonight, aren't we? We are. So Nick is our wonderful board clicker, clicker, button pusher, producer, <laughs> yeah. co-host. Slides. There's slides on <laughs> he, it, too. He's got a lot of titles, but I got one, too, and it's called Redneck Engineering.
0: That's right. <laughs> So
3: we were able to run (laughs) monitor cord all the way up here to the camera where you guys can watch us on Facebook Live with high quality, high def audio. How cool is that? That's awesome. But, the kicker is, because of Facebook and copyrights, we do play music. We are an FM show. Mm -hmm. And even though we're on podcast and Facebook and YouTube, we can't play music on YouTube. Even though they have the blanket license and all that stuff. So, when we do take a break, where there's music, if you're listening to us on backtothelodge.com or on one hundred point nine FM here in West Tennessee, yeah, we'll be fine you there to yep. enjoy the music. Yep, you'll be good. If you're watching us on Facebook Live because you just love seeing my pretty face Ugh. and Matt's short legs Ugh. swinging, because notice he can't touch God the floor.
2: Gross. <laughs> they can't see that.
3: Then you can. <laughs> we can fix that. <laughs> but if you if you're watching us on Facebook, unfortunately, we're gonna have to mute you or mute the audio when we go to those breaks, which is fine because you're just not going to hear Matt cussing at me. That's true. And me cussing at Nick and Nick cussing
2: at Matt. Yep. It, it, it works. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little quick, uh, since we're just sort of recapping and bringing things up, I want to make a quick shout out to our boy, Jeff kneeball at end designs. Oh, big time. Um, he posted just a simple picture last week on Facebook about some, he does a lot of leather hat work. He did. He wrapped our trailer. He, he's going to be doing hats for us in the future. And I mean, he, we do a lot with Jeff, but if you need anybody to do that kind of stuff, holler at Jeff. I saw this simple post on Facebook last week. I think it was Friday. And it was just a nice Richardson 111 hat or a 112 hat with a leather patch on it. And I and he said, you know, something like, who needs some of these? And I commented on there that, uh, you know, we need some. H- hook me up, brother. Somebody said they can actually see your legs swimming. The, 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 pa- <laughs> the patch hats came in last night. It was four days, including a weekend. He got our logo burnt, cut, stitched on a hat. Um, look, up, look him up, guys. Um, End designs. He's down in Fayetteville, Tennessee. Great, great, great work.
3: And it's InDesigns, designs graphics and embroidery. I think.
2: Yeah, they do a little bit of everything. Sign. I mean, they can. He, he's done everything from hats for us, shirts, stickers. Uh, he wrapped the trailer. He has made those blow through, or what do they call those banners? The blow through, breathable,
4: breathable, breathable, breathable yeah. the ones
2: that that don't catch as much wind, so that you can hang them up and they don't blow away. Um, but he, how big was that big one we did? It was a forty by twenty You're or something. About that Backdrop that the we backdrop. did for the Drake White yeah.
3: concert. Man, that was twenty four by
2: big twenty. But he's very reasonable, and I I I think that his art, the people that do his artwork there. Second to none. I mean no, just they're incredible. Definitely, definitely professional. And yeah, so check out Jeff. We'll
3: we'll tag him here in the comments here at the end of the show. Um if you need a boat wrapped or trailer or something like Truck, but, whatever. And we're not we don't get paid by Jeff. No, we, we don't. We are not endorsing Jeff for monetary compensation. No, Jeff,
2: Jeff, if you want to give me money, you know where my address yeah, yeah, you got absolutely, my phone number. Man. I'll take your money, Jeff. <laughs> but
3: in any case, is he the most affordable guy? No. But you get what you pay for. And and that, I look, the proof is in the pudding. When you introduce me to him, I'm like, man, this stuff's expensive. Bar none, nobody can touch it. Nobody can touch the quality of work when it comes to apparel, wrapping. I mean, oh, everything. And turnaround.
2: His turnaround is insane. And, and I, 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 I know that I've put him under some insane time crunches because other people haven't fulfilled what they were supposed to fulfill, and Jeff just had to come through for us. And, I mean, he's just he, he's always stepped up. Always, always, always stepped up.
3: Don't blow me a kiss.
2: <laughs> you know
3: where I was going oh, with that. You're disgusting. A regular old Steve. Dude, we are not talking about Steve. I know we're not. I know we're not. <sighs> like, You're welcome. You totally messed up my flow. I had a whole plan what we were going to do the first hour, and now I'm just like, you had to bring that up.
2: If people have been listening since the original episodes, they know that that is one of the things that I like to do. I like coming in from breaks. With everybody laughing because I did something stupid right before it, or I like to just throw them off. So,
3: you're good at it too. I am good at it. Yeah. Congratulations. I've been keeping hidden talent, though. So, I mean, we're, we're still in the process of moving the building. And <laughs> Matt doesn't know what day it is half the time. Last week, I did not know it was Thursday. It was Thursday, I thought it kept was Friday. saying Friday. And I mean, yeah. not that... Look, Friday means nothing to me. Oh, we need to talk about what we did Friday. We'll get into that later. What, what I did forgot? we do Friday?
2: We, we got together with our boy Chase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> totally him. messed we'll, me we'll, up. We'll, we'll it was in my later. plan. We'll get, we'll get into that. I thought that was Saturday. No, it wasn't. It was Friday. I know. I'm still messed up. But today is uh, Thursday, and... I'm just kidding. It's Wednesday. But it has been. It's been long days, just like it has been for the last couple of weeks, trying to get this shop put to get put back together. Or not put back together. I mean, actually put together. Put together. Yeah. Um, but man, it's coming along nice. It but really is. And
3: in, in adding to that, the new coolers will be available Monday. Yeah. So I know everybody's been waiting for the baby blue, and the baby blue will be here. Now I don't know how many are going to be left after the pre-order list goes through, but they're coming. The not just boxes.
2: not just those. Also the splits. Those, those the divided L-
3: boxes. The L two Ds. Or L2-D2s. I mean, truthfully, look, I'm, I want one. And I'm not going to take one just so customers can actually get that product in their hands. Um, because it's really slick, man. You got two coolers in one. Yep. I mean, you can put hot on one side, cold on the other. I was like, man, I really want one of these. That's legit. Yeah, it is. And, the, and it's a split lid. So, I mean, you just pick it up and go. Oh, yeah. Look, if you're a chum fisherman and, or you just want to put your lunch on one side and drink something, like, dude, it's perfect. Right. Perfect. That also comes in a solid lid, but we're not Dope. doing those yet. They okay. will. We should start doing those December, January. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a lot of good stuff coming. Yes, we had a great time Friday. We're <laughs> we're gonna get to that, but just a quick recap, um, because we're we're growing and and we're growing. We're we're working on a new studio. We got a lot of things going on. Um, we're still gonna be here. We're not going anywhere. But. One of the things I want to point out is, you know, if you're listening to the show and you want to follow along with us, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, the podcast portion of this gets released on Fridays. So go to iTunes or Apple All Podcasts. I well, the one that you can do reviews on.
2: Well, I know you can on Apple Podcasts. So but I also believe you count on a couple others. I'm just not sure I haven't which figured ones. Out here, but Apple Podcasts, Apple, you I absolutely can. was
3: mind-blown yep. to find out we had 41 five-star reviews. Yep. And I didn't ask anybody for a review. So I'm like, these aren't even my friends. <laughs>
4: <Right>. <laughs> like,
3: like, even my dad doesn't know how to do that. So I know he can't do it. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're on to something. So yeah, we're we're one of the fastest-growing shows out there. Uh, but more importantly, it's the how to reach us. Like, how to join us on this Wednesday um Craziness. Uh, That's the only word. Shenanigans. Yep. Um, yep. Short problems. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we do every Wednesday night. I so hate you, we know this, but you can catch us on FM one hundred point nine in West Tennessee. That's pretty much from east of Memphis all the way over to west of Nashville. So we'll call that area. It is what it is. Um, but kind of doesn't reach Kentucky. Doesn't quite reach no. Kentucky, but it does no. reach Jackson. Go goes south yep, of Jackson. Yep. So you can reach us on there. You can listen to us on your phone at backtothelodge.com. You can join us on Facebook Live, or we will say hi to everybody on Facebook. Who do we got here? We got Chad Taylor, David Dobbs, Colleen Eldritch, Pamela Carter. Kelly, I don't want to say your last name because I don't want to offend you. I don't know – I'm not good at pronouncing it. I don't names. know. I can't see it. You have my phone. Oh, here. Go for it. My phone's being preoccupied. God. This is where everybody sends me nasty texts because I know I'm not going to see them for the next three hours <laughs> <laughs> because the phone's tied up. But you can check us out on backtolodge.com, Facebook at Back to the Lodge on our page. And listen, if you've been following along and you know you know you've been watching our episodes, next week we're going to have a really special giveaway. You're not going to want to miss this one. So if you've been listening for the last 11 episodes, we might do a little trivia. Ooh! And if you're right. You go and get some free stuff. Free stuff. And not only that, but it's new free stuff. Yep. So nobody else has this. Oh, yeah. You don't even know what it is. Yeah, I He does. I just told him that uh, they were
2: about to be done. Did you shut that off? No, I just... Yeah. Wait.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he had the monitor on so he could at least monitor social oh, media. Don't and worry about me. All right? We're good. We always worry about we're you. We're good. If we could put you on one of those kid leashes... You could well not. No, I I, I, that's too much.
2: I don't know that you want me that close to you that long, dude. Those things are like twenty feet long. Okay, fine.
0: It's
2: fine. Have fun. He's not
3: he's his, his punchy face. self today.
0: No. Look at that. Look at that look on I, I that he's got mean. on his face. It's just like how.
3: <laughs> R- rumor <laughs> has it he's been practicing some character voices.
2: No,
0: I haven't. Who told you
3: that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He saw a spider at the new warehouse. I oh, swear I do, he yeah. sounded like that girl from uh uh what the hell was that commercial?
2: Look, it like, wasn't just a spider. The thing could have carried me off. He sounded like Minnie Mouse going down the hallway. <laughs> I tried stepping on it and it pushed back yeah. up on me. It was, it was a big spider. Big spider. I it. And it's that. not just one. We've got a lot of them. They're big spiders. They got Dude. tattoos that say mom. <laughs> I fought, caught one, the, one came out of the smoking a cigarette. Yeah, one came out of the bathroom
3: smoking a cigarette. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And they the, talked back to me. And then one looked at him, Matt, came out of the studio and like flexed. Yeah. <laughs> like, just straight flexed. And Matt goes, No, you don't. And he went to step on it and went right up under the trim piece again. He's like,
0: No what? <laughs> I, dude, we they, had one in our kitchen last night. I I'm talking like my sister come to, to my bedroom door. She's like, Nick, <laughs> Nick. I was like, What? How's that go again? Is that how your sister sounds? pretty much. She sounds beautiful. <laughs> anyway, I come out the door and dude, I'm talking like the dog was riding on the back of this spider, like it was gigantic. <laughs> That's Matt could probably ride these spiders.
2: I won't. I won't. Just for the listeners out there, I will I am not scared of much in this world. I'll pick up a snake, I'll walk through the woods in the dark. None of that bothers me. It's cuz it's the same size as you. It's the spiders. Ha ha. I just I hate spiders. They're
0: luckily I had enough Hulk strength yeah right. to tackle this dude. <laughs> I mean and destroy him.
2: <laughs> I'm proud of you, Nick.
3: The dude. only thing I hate worse than a, like look, I don't even mind stepping on a spider. Mm. The sudden surprise kind of upsets me. But the, the thing I hate worse more than anything is when you do the reach and squish with your leg. And That's you lift what? your boot, oh, and it's not gone. there. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, That sucks. Or, or, you know, look, some of us wear cowboy boots on a regular basis. It gets that right spot between the heel and the ball. And you miss him. And you miss him. But you don't see where he went. So he's either attached to the bottom of your boot, and what do you do? You sit down and you look. It's not there. I, <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> Blood pressure is rising. <laughs> Dude, Dude, I am about to share a story That I am so, oh, embarrassed about. So when this could be good, I'm excited. Hold that break.
3: We're gonna let's hear this story first. Okay,
0: okay. So I I was in college and uh, last year. Wow. (laughs) I haven't been I have been out of college for two years now.
3: (laughs) Matt's only been a few. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) If I went (laughs) anyway, I was in my buddy's truck. We were about to head to town or something, and we were outside of the dorm. And there's, like, people all outside right there in the area that we were in. Window was down. And I happened to look up at the ceiling. And then there's there's a, I don't know, maybe dime size spider. I'm okay. like,
4: okay, I'm fixing
0: to get him. So I'm like, I got my thumb ready. And I go up, and I miss him, and I see him fall. And, dude, I scream, ah! Like, it was so bad. It was so, like, a dude, spider. the window was down, like, people was, like, looking over, and I was like, dude, Alex, just go, just go.
3: <laughs> the only thing worse than that is when you're driving and they come around your oh, rear view mirror, oh. like, or they come up from the dash. Come up from the dash. Yeah, yeah. But I've had one on the rearview mirror that I'm like, what was that move? And you look in your peripheral, and there's a wood spider. It's like, oh, I got a arachnophobia. <laughs> dude, it dude, dude I have sucks. It. So do I. I have it No doubt I don't even mind the spiders I don't like when they Pop out I don't And like I said The squish thing You say you don't mind them But
2: you also did not want to enter Dude I killed more brown recluses today As Mm. we
3: loaded that truck Than I ever have I mean, Will and I probably killed twenty of them. Wolf spiders, no, no, brown recluses. They love to get between two sheets of cardboard. The ones
2: that are in our new shop, those are not brown recluses. Those would be world record size. Oh, the ones in the old, kind of like our buddy out
3: front of the station in the bush.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's
3: that's those the new shop. That's that's new shop. They're fuzzy.
2: I love I love a whole lot of things about Tennessee. Boy, all these critters (laughs) (laughs) just there's so many of them. I'll still
3: take that over. Walking the uh, ranch in Texas.
2: Though. <laughs> I mean, maybe
3: we still got timbers here. I mean, these will hurt, but
2: things in Texas will kill you. Remember, I just saw the cotton cottonmouth, or uh, <clears throat> not cotton, copperhead, what, last week? I got a picture of that. I thought oh, it was really? this week. No, I it was, it, was, it was last What's week. was last week. Time's
3: running together. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, you can hear the sponsor ads on Facebook, and then i got to mute you. Sorry, guys. Um, but we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about our Friday shenanigans up at Real Foot Lake. Stick around, you're listening to Back to Lodge on 100.9 The Farm.
5: Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now, for all the work you put in to getting this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak made for moments like this.
6: This country was born to believe in something larger than itself, a belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon, we built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born It has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon. Vet owned and made proudly in the USA. Available nationwide at most leading retailers and at americabourbon.com.
3: 100.9 The Farm, and we are back to Lodge. Hey, we are reaching out to Facebook Land. How's the new audio sound? Leave a comment. Let us know if it's too loud, too quiet. Make sure you turn the volume up on your phone first.
2: <laughs> but let us let us know how it sounds, because we can't hear it as yeah. well. And we can Control change it if we need to. Maybe you should just take another, get another phone. Maybe you should have two phones. <sighs> we
3: already talked about this. It, it may be happening. Give it time.
2: Just breathe. Getting another? No, I mean, maybe you should have a second phone, since know, you just own what, mine now. Just for the next couple hours. Yeah, sweet. Speaking of the next couple hours, top of the hour at 7 o'clock. We Noah, are going. Oh, at 7 o'clock. I thought you were saying it is 7 o'clock. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Not only do you not know the date.
3: You are so off your game He doesn't tonight. know the time. He doesn't know where he's <laughs> at. <laughs> Anyways, top of the hour, 7 o'clock. We're going to have Jimbo Robinson, the Senior Regional Director of Ducks Unlimited that covers the territory of Tennessee, Missouri, and Alabama? Or Mississippi? Alabama. Don't we'll know. let him tell us. But I know he covers a wide region, and we are proud to support Ducks Unlimited, as we have been doing for the past Year and a half. Yeah. So, uh, look forward to having Jim up here. Duck season's quickly approaching. And uh, seeing the blinds get set up. Watch the br- blind get burned down on Friday. Yep. And even got to see one of those in-ground blinds today on the back of a... Flatbed. Yep, bed. yep. Yeah.
2: saw a pit. Somebody's putting a pit in. Probably somewhere in Missouri be my guess. Yep. Not heading south. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's those big fields. That, that's who's hunting those well, pits, no. Yeah, so. they were heading south on 22. So, I mean...
3: Yeah, no, it was. For sure. You're right. Well, we know they weren't heading north. Right. That's all we do know. Or they were, and the guy just got lost in the construction on Route 22. Very possible there, too. Don't want to rule that. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, Jim should be up, but I'm going to let Matt, if he can keep it together and remember where he's at, take you back. Well, no, let's not go there. You want to talk about you getting chased by something?
2: All right. I'm going to set the scenes. Since we were talking about the Puma. I'm gonna to try to paint this pretty picture with my words for your ears. All right. Oh man. Keep it G rated. So, so imagine me, two buddies. We're in the how do I explain it? Sort of like a <laughs> The other side of the rainbow. Yeah. Someone
4: here. <laughs>
2: God. You wanna tell my story? You did it to me. <laughs> fair is fair. Uh we're in like a it's a state park back up in Wisconsin like it looks like a state park it's wooded paths mm. that type of stuff and uh and we're walking along here's something behind us We're near a little pond beautiful outside gorgeous me and a couple buddies something comes behind us and we take off i mean take off and this thing takes off i don't know if i'm <laughs> painting the picture yet <laughs> what do you think it was? are you in front of it or behind it no it's behind me for okay. sure I'm running, and it's i mean it's flying it's it's going mm-hmm. what wasn't it? it's probably outside. you a okay. bunny rabbit, nope, all right, so it's one of these <laughs> animals that, unless if you've been near one or know anything about them, you have always seen them portrayed as a super calm and nice and friendly animal a oh, raccoon, nope squirrel, Ugh. nope, I said a couple hints in there, uh.
4: I I was was, still visualizing your little legs running.
2: I was running and it was what? Possum. What did I say? It was flying. Oh, it was flying. It was a swan. Oh, those are so nasty. And it got me. Those are evil. It for sure got me. Dude, those are some of the nastiest, eat, t- meanest but, birds ever. But do you know what I mean? How they, they're always portrayed oh, as, no. as as a very you know oh, peaceful, peaceful. And serene. Serene. No, they yeah. chase everybody. But oh. they are awful animals. Even when there's no eggs around. You know, I've heard they taste pretty good. I've never had one. I'm there sure are swan do. season in in some states, um, but I've heard that they're great. This one <laughs> was not. Who was it? What would they say? <laughs> Give me my phone. <laughs>
3: Is it bad? Oh. Somebody said, oh, no, not Cheeseland, Wisconsin. <laughs> he was being chased by Chester Cheeto. <laughs>
2: the Cheeto. Oh, not a story for air. <laughs> which,
3: which one are we talking
2: about? What Literally about me hanging out with Chester Cheeto. This is not going on air.
3: Oh, okay. We'll save that for podcasts. <laughs> this is
2: not going That's on air. That's the premium edition that you pay for. For it. sure not going on air. All right, well, Whoa. this was... This is what? This is your story.
3: Yeah. In fact, I posted a picture today, like one of those, what do you call them, Facebook memories, mm-hmm. timelines.
2: It, oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was like You on a that. tractor or something like that? or. Yeah, I was, on, a, I was on a track, yep, track I steer.
3: Same year. And, man, these were some good days of my life. I was hunting with a very close family, uh, beautiful farm in southern Ohio. We went every every fall. And they were like second family to me. Well, I was hunting in the stand... That was probably called a half mile from the cabin, maybe three-quarter of a mile. And they, they had a trail cut out on the hilltop. We won't call it the hilltop, like a ridge on the edge of the hilltop. So there's land above you, land below you. And it's dark. Because of this exact reason, I will not stay out too late past dark. I used to sit there and go, well, I'm just going to sit here until I can't see anything. And then I'll get down. Well, when you're bow hunting, you start to realize there's a certain point where you're just not going to see anything because your eyes have to adjust for
2: nearsighted and mm-hmm. sighted. Look, I get it. I'll hold your hand out of the woods next time. I got you, bud. Yeah, they would eat your butt alive. Ah, so anyways, got you. I'm walking out, and I had
3: my I had always got my backpack, and I had my bow, and I was holding my bow actually. I didn't I don't have a device to hook it to. And neither, stuff, I know we've seen stuff, but I'm just carrying my compound out, and all of a sudden I hear the brush. Behind me, into the side of me, rustling, fast. And I'm like, what the hell was that? So I'm trying to be quiet, because I don't want to startle, you know?
4: Mm.
3: So I start walking a little more, and I'm like, "Mm." I can see a little bit with the moonlight, but I think it's time to grab my flashlight. So I turn my flashlight on, and I keep walking. And now there's rustling 20 feet up the trail to both sides, and maybe 10 feet behind me on both sides. I'm like, did I kick up some deer? Like, what did I do? Mm. My heart's racing a little bit, because I don't know what it is. And kind of like spiders, if I can't see them, they're not cool yet. <clears throat> All of a sudden, poof, poof, from both sides. One from each side, two coyotes in front of me, snarling. Right behind me, two more coyotes pop out. They packed up on me. hmm i'm like oh crap (laughs) so i'm like this is not good and and, and like every hollywood movie where they do the little standoff and snarl their teeth at you it's exactly how it went down in the only thought i had a nine millimeter pistol i mean i thought okay i don't know what's about to happen but i'm gonna shoot the first one (laughs) and hope for the best Mm. (laughs) because it's not like you're gonna be able to shoot four dogs that quick right so i fired off the first round not even sure if I hit them, because as soon as I pulled the gun up, it startled them. And I fired the first round, all four of them just scattered. I ran faster than Matt probably ran <laughs> back to the cabin. I'm sure I had to change my drawers. My heart never, well, I won't say never beat that hard in my life, because it did a year later. But <laughs> that, that sucked. <laughs> like, you don't think about this kind of stuff, man. But people go, oh, yeah, honey, it's... You know, inhumane, and dude, I almost got killed just walking from the tree stand back. <laughs> and trust me, I think if there had been more than four of them, they probably would have taken a chance on me. They were hungry, but that was my—I won't call it getting chased—story because it wasn't mm-hmm. a chase. But that was my animal standoff. That sucked, but I understand you've got a really good one.
0: I got a really good one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um it's not much different than uh, Matt's, but <clears throat> so I went turkey hunting with my buddy. He had some land in Paris, and France, man, that's a long way to go. I know, right? <laughs> Tur- yeah,
2: turkeys out there. <laughs> Do <that? laughs> I don't know some type. I got on I don't know. Yeah, they've got. I would imagine they have to have something. I've been to Paris. I mean, they eat The outside of it, there's trees and there's, I mean, country. I imagine there's something. They have turkeys.
4: Yeah.
0: But um we're in like this little It's kinda like a tent looking thing, but like call a blind? Kinda.
4: <laughs>
0: kinda. Kinda. It's not even a blind, but I don't know. It's almost like a I <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I, I can't even really describe it. But anyway, okay, so we're so we're out there, we're turkey hunting. He's got his little call, his hand call, Sleep. whatever. They do yep. things
3: different in France.
0: Yeah. And um uh, <laughs> What's so, the French word for blind? That's what he was in. Sure. <laughs>
2: le blind? Yeah, le le blind. Blind.
0: <laughs> so we're sitting there, we're doing our calls, and it probably wasn't maybe forty minutes. We hear some leaves crackling behind us. So we're like we look at each other, we're like what could that be? So we poke our heads out and here's this turkey i think it's a jake Mm
4: -hmm.
0: and as soon as we poke our heads out he like gets furious bad and when i like furious is almost an understatement i don't know if i like i had no idea a turkey could outrun me really didn't know Uh a turkey can outrun me speed endurance everything so what happened? So I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> we ran. He it, he got me in the butt a couple of times. Um, keep it G-rated. I know. <laughs> but the weirdest thing happened is that whenever I slowed down, he slowed down. Mm-hmm. Not really trying to.
3: <laughs> he was just, harm just trying me to intimidate anymore.
0: you, right? But the, here's where it gets. Um, <clears throat> Not so G-rated anymore. Well, be careful. I know, I know. (laughs) So, when we slow down, he's not mad at us anymore. It's more of a... He may think that we are female. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. So, he's trying to maybe do the dirty. Or at least try it, you know? Could have been. Could have been. uh, Yeah, we, we, we got his we got our distance and uh, we we put him down. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, you know,
3: <laughs> you're running from a turkey. <laughs> well, we were, but then, like, he tried to... <laughs> uh, we'll have to save that for podcast here. Dude, it's... <laughs> That's just not right. Not right at all. Uh, Somebody said, hmm, sounds like you've been to the Moulin Rouge.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> sounds like he Nick may have been more in the like, red like, light district with the turkey. <laughs> I don't know. More like he took us there. Tell me something. It, I, I, I don't know why I'm suspecting this. Maybe what? just because of your voice manipulation that you're so talented at doing. Oh, God, what? But do you use a call or do you just clock?
0: Do what? when you go turkey on it, I use one okay so you use a call what do you use uh, the handheld one not the, like, uh, dude like I am slate? not good at the mouthpiece at all oh really god no I figured you could do it without no
3: <laughs> I figured you'd be doing I, that I, on your own <laughs> <laughs> no not at all I'm just surprised. I'm, I really am surprised. Yeah. So if you're watching on Facebook, you'll see that Matt has left the studio and now oh. Matt is reentering the studio because Mr. Jimbo Robinson is here in house. So he'll be joining us here. We'll be doing an interview with him. But as he gets plugged in and wired in, we'll get him all set. But like I said, if you are listening to us on Facebook Live, unfortunately due to copyright, we have to uh, mute the music. But if you want to hear the cool music we play, and, and trust me, there's some thought process that gets put into our music. Mostly it's Nick. <laughs> but if you like the song American Sun," that was my choice.
0: It was. It was definitely your and that's, choice.
3: That's our new friend, Scooter Brown Band from Nashville, mm-hmm. uh, who was actually uh, brought to our attention by Derek Sisson at American Bourbon. So, see how that thing works full circle? Right. Matt, you walked out of the studio at the worst possible No, I heard it. Oh, you did? Yeah, so, I
2: heard all of it. The radio's still going on downstairs. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Nick's, right.
3: Nick's not G-rated story
2: where the turkey took advantage of him. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. There's a lot of things I want to say, and uh, we're just gonna have to hold it for podcast.
4: Oh <laughs> name
2: So, in any case,
3: we're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll have to mute you on Facebook Land, and we're gonna get Jimbo plugged in, and he'll be joining us here at Back to the Lodge. You're listening to 100.9 The Farm.
1: <laughs> Get up. Whoa, Look at there! This moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors, a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family owned company and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation, quality, customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real, get Higdon. Usually right about now, we'd be playing some music, but due to
0: restrictions and copyrights, we can't allow music to play. So if you'd like to hear music in between breaks, tune in every Wednesday evening from 6 to 9 p.m. Central and hear us live at backtothelodge.com. Click the listen now button and you'll be back to the lodge.
7: IC Tech now has tumblers and apparel. Check out ICtech.com or visit the Hardware House in Huntingdon, Bennett's Hardware of McKenzie, or Rev Power Sports in Jackson to find all your IC Tech coolers and accessories. IC Tech, the classic roto molded cooler that started an entire industry. 100% veteran owned and operated. IC Tech USA.
3: 100.9 the farm, and we are back to Lodge. Hey, we're going to be getting ready. At seven o'clock, we're going to have Jimbo Robinson, the regional senior director from Ducks Unlimited, who's covering, we are standing corrected now, t- West Tennessee and Southeastern Missouri. That's it. Correct? So check it out. Jimbo is going to be dropping some serious knowledge bombs here at seven o'clock. If you want to understand more about Ducks Unlimited and what all they have to offer and what all's going on, because there's a lot of cool things coming on, go to Facebook, go watch us live. We have to mute the, the music, and that's okay. But go to Facebook and do me a favor and share the live video to your pages so go ahead and hit share create a watch party whatever you want to do we want to get the word out here because there's a lot of good things going on there's a lot of things that you can become a member in truthfully a lot of things you can win at these benefits absolutely um and they're pretty cool things we're going to be talking about that here in a second so stick around don't change the channel and go to facebook live and share the video you're listening to back to lodge on 100.9 the farm
5: hey let's just be honest No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now for all the work you put in to getting this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak, made for moments like this.
6: This country was born to believe in something larger than itself. A belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything. From defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon. We built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born. It has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on. Love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America Bourbon. Vet-owned and made proudly in the USA. Available nationwide at most leading retailers and at americabourbon.com.
3: 100.9 The Farm, and we are back to Lodge live in studio with us tonight. Jimbo Robinson, Senior Regional Director of Ducks Unlimited. Jimbo, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. We are grateful to have you come up here tonight. Uh, I know you had a little bit of a drive coming in, but you're kind of used to driving by now, aren't you?
8: Absolutely. It's It's what we do. Every day right now, meeting with volunteers across the state, so driving up here was nothing, and we call it windshield time. You get a lot of time to reflect.
3: (laughs) Absolutely, and you get a lot of time to listen to the show. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, okay, all things being equal, you know, a lot of people know, you know, we've been promoting the show for the last few days now, and they understand, okay, we got Jimbo from Ducks Unlimited. People have heard of Ducks Unlimited. Some people have heard of Jimbo. Tell us about Ducks Unlimited. For those sitting at home listening right now, what is Ducks Unlimited? What do they do? Ducks is a
8: conservation organization that was started in 1937 during the Dust Bowl, basically, uh, by a group of really duck hunters that wanted to see the duck population come back. And uh, these guys got together, and it, <laughs> Unlimited Ducks was the original name. <laughs> um, and so it got changed, and ever since then, DU's been working since 1937 to conserve, restore, and preserve wetlands for waterfowl habitat that also helped Deer, every other you know population in North America, but they also help recreation, um clean water, and flood damage. Uh, a lot of things that uh, those wetlands down in Louisiana. I Me, mean, look at some of the storms that we've had, the hurricanes. They a wetland <clears throat> is like a sponge; it absorbs a lot of that water and really helps. So, DU does more than just for the waterfowl hunter and for the hunters in general. It, it also helps other people.
3: Sure. Now, with everything, you know, growing over those years, how has COVID-19 affected the way Ducks Unlimited operates?
6: Well,
8: we, we talk about the day, March 14th, the day that we all got the email from Adam Putnam, our CEO, that said, no more events. And mm-hmm. when uh, they tell a group of regional directors and a, and a group of you know, people that base our what we do and everything we do it for is raising money. And that ended that day. Um, And the the Ducks Unlimited knows how to weather storms. We've weathered 2008. We've weathered the farm bill. We've weathered a lot of things that maybe didn't go our way. And the guys got together. uh, People instantly started raising money in non-traditional ways. Uh, You guys have been a part of two of them. Hmm. Um, Virtual events. We hosted one at Higdon. You guys were a major player in that one. And everybody did the same thing. So uh, we canceled on that day. I th- the numbers—it depends on how you look at them—seventeen million dollars in fundraising, mm-hmm. and some of the higher up guys and a bunch of the regional directors got together and said, "What well, we all want to go to an online auction platform, basically, sure. <clears throat> and with a company in Utah, it's pretty—it's pretty amazing. We look on, back on it now, but uh, with the help of a banking um, FNBO." Um, which is underwrite the first four weeks of our online auctions. Uh, 17 days from that day, they canceled events. We rolled out probably one of the largest uh, nonprofit fundraisers uh, that happened through basically sitting behind a computer, which is not something that we like to do. Uh, All of us regional directors across the country, there's 89 of us, I believe, in all 50 states. We like to get in front of people. We like to be in front of our volunteers, our attendees. Um, sponsors, corporations, whatever it is, that support DU. We like to be talking to them. And so with this online auction, the expectations, I've heard of a couple different numbers. Nobody will probably ever say, but those online auctions um, were expected to probably raise in the ballpark of 800000 So there were 42 or 44, I can't remember the exact number, but of online auctions. So each state had one, and then a couple states did, two states did one auction. One regional director did the auction. And when they rolled out, the, I think the brand, the Duckhead brand, showed its true colors after that first week. Because our supporters came out and supported DU like I've never seen before. I mean, in that, first view, uh, in that first week, the views on individual state auctions, like our Tennessee auction, which goes back out to members, I think we sent it out to 17,000 uh, members in the state of Tennessee – it uh, our views were up in the two three four thousand range just on the auction so they clicked through whatever platform they came through went to the auction and i think our first auction raised twenty four thousand um, dollars and across the state the first auction like in texas where we have i think there's go to eighty thousand members their first auction did sixty something thousand wow. and then it gained traction in week two uh, sure. and then in week three and we were just using the D U merchandise during those those times. So fast forward to after this first four week auction, we'd raised over three million dollars, which is pretty incredible. So we're still in the heart. People don't know. Like if, it seems like that was two years ago. I mean it's kind of funny that was what, yeah. four or five months ago? Right. So you know, we're in the heart of it and nobody knows. You like what what I was doing the next week nobody knew. I, I didn't know. You know, what, what's next week bring? Is it going to be more restrictions? What's going to happen? Sure. Mm-hmm. So at that time, we reached out to companies like ICTech, Higdon, guys that have been great to, to DU in Tennessee, and said, hey, let's partner, and let's take this to the next level, and let's go virtual. Zoom, man, I wish I would have bought some kind of Stocking stock in, in Zoom. Before <laughs> I mean, year, like I've mean, been on today. three
3: Zoom calls a day already. I mean, I, that's, it's
8: unbelievable. Right. And I, you got to give credit to a company like Zoom, like, when this started, they probably had a platform, but they had to take that platform to scale, a level, yep, a scale that nobody and knew. And fast. And fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people had hiccups on Zoom. Like, I've heard some hilarious Zoom stories <laughs> about Zoom, Zoom and bombs and, and stuff here. like that. But, um, like, I, I know our, our, our boss, and he's he goes, he's been on this, uh, and we'll talk about this in a second, but our boss ended up on a Zoom in Australia. Like, he <laughs> clocked in, and they were like, sir and he was like (laughs) i don't think i'm on the right zoom i mean some (laughs) country guy from Pangburn, arkansas jumps onto a high (laughs) level but i mean zoom took it to a next level so and du adapted and and we did our first virtual event which was a disaster uh on my end um on the money we raised it was incredible the support um but from a guy that stands in front of a crowd and does everything on pen and paper to do everything from behind a computer with cameras and all that other stuff, I was lost. Sure. um, But it was received so well by our supporters, and we carried that on all the way through. I mean, we did. We had some online auctions here and there, but we carried the virtual world, and guys got unbelievable creative, not only in Tennessee, but across the whole country. I mean, guys, whatever was legal in your state. you know, In in Tennessee, certain things aren't legal. They're legal in Mississippi. And guys were able to really hold incredible – events with watch parties of like you were saying earlier about a watch party on facebook people had those and they were using facebook live and zoom at the same time and you had Mm -hmm. 10 or 12 guys that were felt comfortable being together in a house bidding on a live auction just like a sponsor table would at a a DU event and that went i mean the, the creativity um across the regional directors within du was just was unbelievable and the teamwork from the volunteers i mean a lot of people said, well, you know, if your volunteers feel safe, it's something we kind of talk about hosting an event. And, and I called a lot of guys and said, hey, first and foremost, do you feel safe doing – even thinking about doing an in-person event? Absolutely. All right, let's go through the county, state, city laws. What are the regulations? What can we do? And we're following it. And obviously in Shelby County, uh, where I live, the regulations have been a little tighter than everywhere else. But, I mean, we've had more cases than most, than most other places in Tennessee – So we had to adapt to those things and go to an outdoor venue. And and, and the volunteers in Tennessee stepped up and said, we will absolutely do whatever. And there's some areas that uh, we did not – we're not having an event this fall, and it's understandable. They don't feel comfortable because of other things that are going on or just don't (coughs) want to put their, you know, something out there. Um, Cases are still rising, but the support from our volunteers coming into this fall is we want to do it. And we know that the Ducks need us now more than ever.
3: Well, and I had seen, maybe I'm wrong, but I would seen we're having an event here.
8: We certainly are. Okay. Um, John Sanders, our area chairman, has been an area chairman since I started um, with DU yep. 10 years ago as regional director, um, said, absolutely, uh, we're, we're going to do it and we're going to have it at the Carroll County Civic Center like we have in the past mm-hmm. on uh, the <clears throat> 16th of November. And that building gives us the opportunity to space out. Yep, it does. Sure it, does. And so will it look like a normal DU event? It'll feel like a normal DU event. It may not look like a normal DU event. You probably won't be able to throw, you know, napkins at people or throw your <laughs> goose <bands laughs> when you lose at people. We, we, st- we you, still do that. Y'all, y'all can absolutely do it. I know
3: that. <laughs> but, but for uh, for people sitting at home, before we get too far ahead, uh, if they've never been to a DU event, and when we say DU, referring to Ducks Unlimited, but for those who've never been to an event – Explain what that means because a lot of people don't understand. If you buy a ticket to that event, you get membership. Absolutely. And then what happens?
8: You come to the event. And we, I, a lot of my friends call me a professional party planner, right? <laughs> so, and I get to throw the coolest parties. I mean, I am very fortunate to um, do this for a living. But uh, we, we're professional party planners. We, we, our volunteers in each area. So, in our chapters, when you come to an event, they, these chapter volunteers spend. 2 to 3 months, 4 months, sometimes a whole year planning a fundraising event. And when they uh, they set a date, everybody's coming out. These guys work 8, 12, 15 hours setting this venue up. I, you guys know all about that. Probably work harder for your 4th of July deal, but uh, y'all know the big parties, big events, but it's a little walk, party. Walk into a uh, walk into a normal DU event and with your, you know, with your membership it includes a meal, catered meal and I mean, the best cater, probably one of the best caterers in Tennessee, is housed in Huntington in yeah. Mallards. Yeah. and Mallards, uh, and so have a great meal. We normally have a happy hour, is what we call it, social hour, where people can buy into different uh, drawings and um, purchase a bag, and you get into different uh, tier stuff and to win great prizes. And then after that, my favorite part of the night is kind of when everybody settles down. You get an opportunity to recognize volunteers, sponsors. All of those and roll into the live auction, and that's probably one of the things that.
3: Well, that's not my favorite part.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Why
3: you raise your hand too much? No, my favorite part is when yes, you're going to win the but... six point five. Yes, yes, I do. But when you're giving away, you know, the six Creedmoor, the shotguns, the pist- the limited edition pistols, and, and let's not forget decoys from Higden or coolers or, you know, I'm how many, sorry, how many I spent power too calls much. Did money. you get last year? I had three at one point. <laughs> Well, I was selling them as I was winning them, but I had three that came home. I think I bought six. So the then you would have two. won
2: it outright, probably. No, but they were in different ones because we went to the Henry County one. No. We went, yeah. yeah, he didn't See, put them all in the same one.
8: Those are the guys I have to write thank you notes to at the end of the year and go, thank you for supporting our <laughs> uh, <laughs> <duck-cell> <laughs> I,
3: this. I bought, I think I bought two at the Henry County one, and I know I bought four. Yeah. Because I was one of the last two to be drawn. That's one of them. It's of actually it. your fault because, no, it wasn't your fault. It was, uh, it wasn't my fault. It was Chad Taylor. Yeah, Chad Taylor right. was making one of us draw out to see. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> and if down. you drew your own name, you out. So I drew my own name. So. That's
8: one of the coolest things about DU. You hit on something a second ago, winning these prizes. Um, I, the, slogan, the, lo, the slogan that my boss uh, or my boss's boss uses all the time is build your own cheeseburger. Right. So everybody makes their cheeseburger totally different. I, I guarantee you none of us have the same likes and right. lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, whatever it is. And so each chapter gets to do the same thing. So one of the things is Icy Tech, housed in Huntington. Well, what do we have at a Huntington event? We have Icy Tech Coors, no. and that's <clears throat> spreading throughout our committees because they want to support a business that supports us locally. And DU gives us the opportunities within each chapter to do whatever these guys want to do on their local fundraising level. And so we're able to go out and seek prizes that are local prizes, um, Higdon Outdoors, those guys, that's a co- really cool story how they came to be with DU. But John and Ben are two of my really good friends, and now Brooke and all those guys up there. And um, I won't say that I introduced you guys to them, but um, you sort of, you well, sort of I sort of, sort of, of made did. the connection there. But those guys have been a tremendous part of, of us, and, and, and I think they've given us a lot of success uh, because they kind of goes back, family-owned business. Yep. Uh, small started out as probably a small business. Now they're a huge business, but they support us in a lot of different ways. Their decoys carry a great name, yeah. quality. And and so when people come to the event, they're willing to spend a little bit of money to try to win a you know dozen, six...
3: Wasn't it their power call? Bigden decoys. It is. Yeah. I've, I've spent a lot of money on them. <laughs>
8: you probably have more than those three power calls than most people have on their entire landings. <sighs> true. Very yeah. true.
3: And, and the worst part is... You'll never catch me using it, cause he can't. <laughs>
8: <laughs> that sounds like another episode. You, know, you get old Brooke down here.
3: And yeah, we do. Them. We're waiting on that one. He knows <laughs> he's coming. But You'll those have to poke him for. Us.
8: But those events, like I, I, I guess I, I take sometimes take for granted, uh, du events. But when people were wondering, are du events coming back in person this fall? Yep. My Facebook blew up. My inbox blew up. My email, self-text messages. Are we having an event here? And absolutely. I mean, we. if we can have an event there safe, we absolutely will be back this fall. And we, we're we all halfway through the fall fundraising season. It's been incredible. And it's growing. And, and kind of the halfway point right now, kind of halftime, in the last six events, seven events of the year, people are coming out. And awesome. so I think it's going to be awesome.
2: What what I love about it and, and I'm I, I, admittedly I am not the world's biggest duck hunter. I love duck hunting because I love being outside, but it's not my number one. But why I love these banquets is because tell me another time that you've been in a room with hundreds of people that are all avid Absolutely. outdoorsmen. Absolutely. That that share the same sort of qualities and and values you know the the values of a duck hunter is the same as a deer hunter or it's all the same thing and that's what i like that you can walk up to any table to any person there and sit down and have a genuine outdoor conversation with them and and there's just not many of those parties or events that that you get to do that and that's what i like so much about them i really can't think of one i'm sure that there is something i mean NWTF conventions and stuff like that. Yeah, but, I mean, but it's not
4: the same not environment the same. Nope. or our
2: atmosphere. And, and because they are so localized, it's our people. It's and people well, we know. It's and people people not only we that. At Walmart, but it's you
3: look at the family environment that creates, because they are family events. And when you look at, and it's this is nothing against NWTF at all, but when, when Jim was talking about the heart of the DU membership, DU is still strong. NWTF did not have a backup no, plan. And, and we've seen what's happened to NWTF when, you know, I don't think anybody in this room can speak to the future of NWTF at this point. Um, and, and you look at DU and where they're going and what they've done and, and, and the Like, Okay, for example, it's kind of like uh, kind of like Boy Scouts to a degree. We can walk around town and you'll see somebody up there, a DU member, because you remembered them from that event. And they have that mutual respect for you. And that's the unspoken membership that nobody talks about. Just like John Sanders. We met John Sanders through DU. John Sanders is now our insurance agent. <laughs> like, you know, you, there's, there's way more that happens behind the scenes than you're taking credit for. That you're not taking credit for because there's a lot that happens. Maybe you know about it. Maybe you don't, you know. But just like you said, you introduced, you introduced us to Brooke and John. And, you know, we, we think very highly of them. We're working on some projects together. And then you look at where you're at here. Now you're back to the lodge. And then you've got you know John and the sh- like. There's so much stuff that takes place. It's a
8: small, the outdoor world at the end of the day is a small world, mm-hmm. right? And and they, it's one of those entities that watches out for each other. Yep. And it's exactly what you just said. I mean, if <laughs> I I'll, I'll tell a small story, but I was coming back on uh on 55 one time from Missouri. This was the first time I was in. I had the Boot Hill of Missouri um, as part of my region, and everybody knows the you trailer, right? I, I bought a trailer to help. I have a young family and the worst thing you can do when you get home on Thursday night before Friday is to have your car loaded out to the max. My kid likes donuts, right? So we used to go to <laughs> Gibson's donuts on Friday mornings, grab some donuts. Well, back in the day, they would not have fit in the car and I have two young kids now. And so, you know, when we started talking about families, I was like, I want to be able to put this you trailer away when yeah. I get home and turn into a family man, because that's, you know, number one in my life. And so I, this trailer has been a great thing, but I, um, hit a deer. Oh, um, dot, hold on. That's on. That was on I 40. This story's on I 40. Was coming back from Paris. I hit a deer coming home one night doing 80 down mm. 40. Was this mm. recently? Uh, three years ago. Oh, okay. ruined the front of my suburban. I mean, smoked this two 30 in the morning, smoked it. I posted a photo on Instagram um, and had somebody reach out, two guys reached out, were like, hey man, bring the car up here, I'll get it fixed for you, as fast as I can, because I know you got to get back on the road, and I was like, I told my wife, I said, that's, these guys are like family, like this is a volunteer, that I've only known for two years, started a new chapter for me, he's like, hey man, let me help you really quick, bring your car to me, I'll get it fixed as fast as I can, and get you back on the road, if you need to borrow my truck, to haul the trailer to an event, take my truck, and I'm like, this doesn't, like, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. what, um, that's what that's um, what that's what America was built on. That's what outdoorsmen are built on, helping other people, and you know that's what that unspoken thing you're talking about that that right. brotherhood, that bond that all of you veterans know that's unspoken about.
3: Um, well, I'll tell you what, throw your throw your mitt on. Yep, I'm going to throw your curveball. Throw it. All right, let's go back to Matt. Help me out. When did we go up to uh, Paducah? What would that event have been? been.
4: May,
8: <clears throat> May? That's 14th. Probably. May 15th. Somewhere there. Okay.
3: So May 14th, the conversation of having you having us up there right. led to the relationship with Higdon Outdoors, which led to us taking a card from their playbook under John's guidance under marketing and media production. That led us to Mossy Oak with Moose Media in discussions that turned over to Moab over at Higdon which got put on hold filming due to COVID, which in turn created the show Back to the Lodge. So it was actually you
2: that started this show. Yeah, the butterfly effect of all of it. Yeah, I would say that.
6: Well,
8: I guess my mic just hit the floor. Or actually, Patrick's did. (laughs) I don't even know what to say.
3: This is a good example to throw that curveball at you. This show started because of introductions you made indirectly that resulted in this.
8: Which, you know, would have never... Happened without me being working for DU and building so, these relationships. Thank right? you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. The guy sitting behind all the screens is thanking me. That doesn't happen.
3: But, I mean. He hasn't that, been picked on yet tonight, so. Uh, that yeah.
8: I think y'all started earlier tonight before I got here. I was listening to. It. I thought y'all were picking on somebody. Man, it was Matt. We're always
3: Matt, picking know. on Matt. His feet don't always. touch the floor. So I was just thinking, mine don't either.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah one of y'all
3: six six, and somebody y'all talking about earlier six two. I mean, if you're looking on Facebook Live, you
2: you look huge next to Matt.
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Congratulations!
4: So
2: did
3: my seven year old. Speaking of which, I'm going to go back to a quick reminder. If you're watching us or listen to us on 100.9 FM or on back to the live link, you can also go to Facebook, find us on back to the lodge on Facebook and we are live streaming video and audio except for the music, but go ahead and throw up some blue thumbs or red hearts and share the video. Let us know who you're watching. And also to let us know how the audio sounds because we are playing with some new audio tonight. So far from Matt's phone, it sounds great. There's some blue thumbs. Um, so far, everything sounds great. But give us some feedback on how it sounds on your end, because we're throwing out curveballs, and that's that's kind of what we're doing tonight. And we're gonna we're gonna show Jimbo that uh, you know he created this mess. So if you hate the show, blame Jimbo. Absolutely. If you love the show, <laughs> thank me. <laughs> yes.
8: That, I, that's 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 what do you, I tell people all the time? If you didn't like the uh, event or something went wrong with the event, come and find, tell me. Absolutely. Don't tell the Volunteers, but tell me how I can fix it because those guys don't get paid to do it.
3: Well, you know, and it's actually the words of a good friend of mine, Shane uh, Michelli, who said, "You know, I love to hear compliments, but I really, really love to hear when I'm doing something wrong, so we can fix it and make it better." And and I think you have taken that to a whole new level uh, with what you do. And and I mean, the events are fun. Don't get me wrong; they're great, and I love them. I look forward to it. I've spent way too much money. Um, I'm probably going to have to give my wallet to somebody else and it's not going to be Matt. No, it's going to be me. <laughs> but so, yes. you tell me what I should
2: bid on. <laughs> yes. We'll go into The wink of the eye. Yeah. 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 The, but it, it's honestly too,
3: everything that happens outside of that event, that leads to a lot of great things. Absolutely. So in a few minutes, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to put you in the hot seat because you are a guest on the show. But real quick, if somebody was interested in becoming a DU member, what is the easiest way to do that? Now remember, we're broadcasting truthfully globally, but for people here in the continental U.S., how can they join Ducks Unlimited, especially if they're local here to West Tennessee?
8: Uh, in West Tennessee, it's it's pretty easy. Call my cell phone, text me. I mean, honestly, um, because
3: what's that phone number? We'll put it on Facebook so people can see it.
8: It's it's pretty fu- it's out there, all over the place. But you can go to you can go to Tennessee Ducks Unlimited Facebook and send us a message. Uh, our Facebook page, um, or you can call or or text my cell phone it's email on the tennessee facebook page comes to me um and i think my phone number's on our facebook page too
3: what what's what's the email on the website we can put J, on live
8: uh tennessee org.
3: tennessee du dot so we'll put that on the facebook comments and link
8: and if they go to that there's uh there's that's our um that's our events page but on the events page contact the organizer but You can go to our Tennessee Facebook page and and, and click the email, click, send us a message through there. Um, You can, my cell phone number's on there, my cell phone number's on our website. It's pretty easy to get in touch with, and Jimbo Robinson's not a name that you see every single day. I mean, I think I made Jimbo Fisher famous. Um, Actually, he made me feel more comfortable. Um, But, I, you know, I respond to a lot of volunteers and, and plug them out uh, when I get a message or a volunteer, we just got a really cool one um, from Tipton County, a new chapter. I'm meeting with those guys next week. Really excited about them. But the guy that called me, he said, look, we used to be uh, volunteers and run a chapter here for another organization. And things didn't work out for us. And um, you were the first one. to. We reached out to a couple different groups. Uh, we always wanted to do you chapter here. And you reached out back to us. Um and they went through the corporate world. They went through our headquarters and, and sent an email in there, and it got sent to me. And I called him and and actually emailed his wife. Um, I kind of I kind of thought about that. The email was definitely a girl's email, and I was like, okay, well, you know, all excited. This would be awesome, you know. And then the phone call came from the husband. I was like, even better. So, uh, but they're a husband wife team, which we don't have a lot of. We have one other one or two other ones, but. It's really exciting when you get a husband and a wife that are diehard waterfowl hunters and the kids. And they're, so the whole family's passionate about it. That's awesome. And so, but yeah, there's a, I mean, you can email me at jrobinson at org. Tell me you're interested in becoming a volunteer. You can sign up to be a member, um, online. Attend an event would be the way I would go, but you can always buy whatever premium DU has out there. Now I think this one's like a brown jacket with camo on the top of it. If you sign up to be a member right now, um, and, and the funny thing about those people that come in that way, that was a lot of them that were bidding online during our online auctions were people that don't normally attend events. Um, and then, obviously, there were a bunch that do, but uh, those guys that that buy their membership every year through the membership premium that DU sends out. Um, but, yeah, jrobinsonducks.org. Go to Tennessee DU Facebook page, send us a message. Go to org and contact the organizer. Um, and just go through volunteerfordu.org <coughs> and – if you really want to volunteer we'd love to have you i think uh you we can talk about some of that later but some cool connections people have made as volunteers just more i mean more than just coming to the event and helping with the event i mean we've i know a lot of guys that have started businesses together uh through their becoming volunteers together at du and was that your uh, fault uh, I mean, I, if it if their business was success, <laughs> yes.
3: Well, it looks like you got some fans on Facebook giving you some shout outs. I don't know if you're following along, but uh, we had Brian Murphy said uh, you're coming to the main stage, Jimbo. <laughs> and uh, let's see here, you have Kathy Sanders. Go, Jimbo. So you got a few fans on there. Absolutely, Brian Murphy. Yep,
8: he is. Uh, man, him and his son talk about a family. Those guys have probably put more hours in as volunteers as a team than most people. And, awesome. uh, I had the opportunity, thanks to Lawson Tillman, um, Lawson Tillman fishing. That wasn't a plug. I'm just letting people know this was a <laughs> fishing conversation. Um, but it may have been a plug, but Lawson <laughs> Tillman, um, super great young professional angler and Eli, Brian's son, uh, was dying to go fishing. And so for Eli's birthday, we hooked him up with Lawson, and Lawson took him out at Pickwick. Um, I mean, like I'm not a fisherman. I'm I, I am terrible. My wife is better than me, and so is my son. I'm not scared to admit it on the air. Like if you want to feel good about your fishing, take me. You catch them all, and I won't catch <laughs> hey, any. There you go, Matt.
2: Um, I'm, I'm used to that. Patrick is usually sitting in the back. Like, how are you catching all of those? Oh yeah, who caught the toad last week? Yeah, yeah. So I would Braid catch
8: me. the stick, right? Like, yeah, I, it's it's embarrassing. <laughs> well, Patrick but, will do that too. So maybe we should all go fishing together, and
3: we'll just see who's the worst. We'll have the biggest crap talking session. <laughs> Absolutely,
8: but uh, Eli, Eli, just uh, Brian. That's cool, man. I'm glad they're listening. I, you know, they're cool guys, and and that's just another. That's an off story. It's one of those off stories no. we were just talking about. Yep. Where got to help out a volunteer that you know makes my life easy as a staff member, and and sometimes through connections I've made through DU, which I made that with Lawson, I was able to turn around and give. Uh, Give something back to them
3: and awesome. Lawson donated it so perfect well it's 730 so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back sorry buddy we're putting you in the hot seat mm. you're listening to the Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm
1: Get up. this moment was brought to you by Higdon Outdoors a leader in the waterfowl industry for over 25 years check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higden.
0: When you purchase an IcyTech cooler, not only are you getting the best and original Rotomold cooler for your barbecue, your kids' graduation party, or maybe even the boat, but your proceeds from that purchase go on to help Gold Star families receive grief counseling retreats so they can heal and get a little piece of their heart back so they can have the same quality of life that we share. Icy Tech, USA. 100.9 The
3: Farm, and we are back to the lodge. Thank you if you are tuning in on the Facebook Live. We are running the new audio video feed. You can check us out on Facebook. Give us a like and a share. Spread the good word and the wealth. We've got Jimbo Robinson from Ducks and Limited in here. While we were out on the break, there was a comment said, uh, give the Carolina DU a shout-out. North Carolina. You got some friends down there.
8: Larry Wilkins, also known as Ruddy Duck. Probably. <laughs> that's a fact. he That's not a, not that's not a that. great like duck nickname
2: to have. I mean. uh,
8: you know what? I don't think Larry cares. <laughs> Larry's one of the uh, – I mean, in, in DU, just like in everything, you have mentors, right? Regional directors that were mentors. Two guys – I got two mentors, Larry was one of them probably, um, that just talked real to you, right? Didn't tell you what he thought you wanted to hear, told you what you needed to hear. Yeah. And the, and the do's and don'ts as a regional director um, back when I was, as the, he used to call me, the young pup. So, uh, Larry, I'm glad you're watching, listening, whatever you're doing. If you're watching Facebook Live, I'd be more impressed because he is wow Larry Larry is a uh, Larry is one of those that probably when we went to the virtual world probably was like uh (laughs) Larry's close to retiring so that's uh that shows you Larry's age but Larry's been to uh, my hunting place many 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 times um I've I've watched I'm you know you guys aren't probably scared of it but I'm kind of a crazy duck hunter I like to go 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 and man I've taken Larry on some wild goose chases and Wild adventures, duck hunting. So I've seen him on all fours. I've seen him roll out of a pit. I've seen him fall into a pit. I've seen him <laughs> on all fours catching his breath, going duck hunting. But
3: Nick's been in some turkey chases.
8: I heard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and why? He made you his. Mm. Never mind. No.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost slipped. <laughs> he did, though. will be the first he time. He did
3: But anyways, we're in the second part of the hour. So that means, Jimbo, it's time for the hot seat absolutely we'd cue the sound bite but nick doesn't get paid enough to do that so (laughs) (laughs) so anyways jimbo go back many years yep how old are you 35 man i thought you were older you shut up (laughs) (laughs) i had one teed up (laughs) i had one teed up (laughs) okay so anyways go back several years what got you into the outdoors family
8: my grandfather's 80 years old and my dad um so it duck hunting is a way of life in our family um we talk about thanksgiving um we don't talk about where we're doing thanksgiving it's how many people are coming because everybody's going to the duck club hmm. uh, when i met my wife i got, joked with her i said well uh we're you know I, I spend thanksgiving at the duck club and i leave on the 25th this is when I was dumber and younger then. When you say things, you're like, I duck hunt all the time.
4: <laughs> Every
8: weekend, I'm gone. You know, If you want to know me during duck season, you'll have to come to the duck club. Ugh, that's not all true. Um, but our family, um, that's what, I guess, not bonds us, but that's a family tie. It's a pretty strong value. Um, Four generations of duck hunting to this day And uh, During duck season you can find Three generations If I'm there without my son Four generations if my son's there Duck hunting together um, That's cool In our duck club is my grandfather My dad, my brother uh, my, my younger older brother As I like to say And then my youngest brother Jack um, And then my uncle will and his two boys and i don't know if i've said them all but it's a lot of family and it's all family and then we have one group of guys in the duck club that are like family Uh, we call them the bradettis and i mean they might as well be family we've taught what was passed to me i've passed to them um they're probably the same age difference between me and my uncle will and um and my dad is i am to them and so hunting in our family is just a way of life duck hunting is a way of life my grandfather thinks about it 365 days a year that's not a that's no elaboration no lie he when my phone rings uh, nowadays my wife laughs and says i bet it's Dubba." i mean he calls me um to discuss anything from what are we going to do this season to you know what's the prep work we got to do to get ready for this year and and how's what what are you hearing um through some of your contacts about duck season i mean he just it's what he does so to turn that into a job right um is something that is i'm very fortunate because sharing waterfowl hunting with the next generation like my grandfather and my father did to me is something i'm very passionate about and, mm-hmm. and you said it earlier family events and in the next and the future conservationists the young kids that come to do you events that's what drives me. That's what wakes me up every morning, just like it was shared to me. Awesome.
3: Um, so when you're not duck hunting, yep. During the off season, what's your second favorite outdoor activity?
8: Probably playing golf.
3: Okay, that's a new one. What What about it that That takes you out there? Challenge.
8: Played football in college. At Walford, go terriers um, and competitive drive, probably. Um,
3: I find nothing relaxing about golfing, so I'm fascinated. I,
2: I got really big into golfing. Golfing for for a long so time, it was one of my favorite things. And what I liked about it was you're competing against yourself. Absolutely. Every mm-hmm. time you're out there, it's against yourself. I mean, it's against buddies and stuff too, but. I mean, if it's a course you played before, you're playing against yourself. Well, I've cussed myself out, man. And it's one of the few sports that they have no problem with you drinking during.
8: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if I could say that. No, something about like obviously all hunting, right? When hunting season comes, like I like to say, I winterize my golf clubs, like so August (laughs) first, right? So it's for me, golf season is, or you know, when I enjoy playing golf, it's probably a short time frame. Sure, I'm not a year-round golfer. Somebody calls and says, Hey, man, we got a screen. Will You come play. I show up. I'm, I mean, I'm terrible.
3: The shot goes on <laughs> the club and then off the shotgun.
8: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't know, man, it's something about golf that has just always, I mean, the physics of, I guess, the physics of hitting the white ball and making it in a hole. I don't know. It's a, the challenge, probably. I'm a very competitive person. And so I think the challenge of it, um, and it's something you can do for the rest of your life right you can until i mean you can always play golf and and the probably the social aspect of it is a lot like duck hunting um you can sit around and talk while you play i mean especially now i mean people have jam boxes on their golf carts i mean i mean people are listening to music while playing i mean it's it's evolved evolved and morphed like every sport has but i don't know man outside of hunting season i love to deer hunt i love to turkey hunt um Got to take my son this year on his first turkey hunt and my neighbor while we were all quarantining together. We quarantined in a four-by-four pop-up house blind, and the no lie, the turkey gods literally blessed us with a beautiful gobbler at 25 yards that wow. my neighbor did the old pull-the-trigger um, nick. Mm. You know that one. where But he did load his gun. Um, we had a bad shell. His first turkey hunt, uh, my son's first turkey hunt, his son's first turkey hunt. So we had to do the old, hey, on the count of three, you duck, and I'm going to, you know, literally lay on your back and try to shoot this turkey for the boys. And man, I didn't, we turkey hunted one other time after that because I'm one of those turkey hunters. The same with deer hunting. When I'm blessed with one bird, I'm pretty much good. Like,
3: Nick, are you following this? That's how you're supposed to do it
0: you're talking to me like I had a choice in this that dude like I had no choice he was gonna he was gonna get it He needed some like Barry White playing in the background during that turkey hunt
8: (laughs) 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 but uh, you know turkey hunting is we have a small farm in Brownsville that we turkey hunt 158 acres and and, uh, you know there's I let a couple guys go out there and hunt so this year we killed one like second week of the season and i went back one other time because my son was dying to go back he wanted to sit on a tree he didn't want to sit in a blind nice um which was you know the whole that whole turkey hunt that could be i, mean, I could talk about that for two hours because we went marching through those woods <laughs> sound like a bunch of elephants coming down and, and we had every snack and fruit snacks and nico cookies i mean i probably mispronounced that somebody's probably gonna say that's not how you say it but um, <laughs> they uh you know the snacks and the water bottles and I think somebody may have even used the bathroom and a water bottle in there because I wouldn't let anybody out of the blind. But I <laughs> yeah, mean, it's it just the whole thing and the boys yelling "Can't stop the flop," which was a joke we heard on a. <laughs> yeah. on a uh, they wanted to watch a turkey DVD and I could only yeah. find one from years ago. I,
2: I think I have the same one on the way up there, and <laughs> the
8: guy said it, and the boys thought it was the funniest thing. Yeah. So just the whole family right so no. that takes us back to the original question what got me into it family somebody taking me and uh and the boys still talk about that I mean Tripp still talks about turkey so I've taken him deer hunting once this year in the same ground blind and we didn't see anything so now he's like "Dad, I think turkey hunts more fun <laughs> <All right.
4: laughs> uh, yeah you
3: gotta switch them to nutter butters they like those better <laughs> smell that peanut butter in there that's, our, that's what that, everybody's got a go-to snack food for deer season
2: nutter butters it's not mine what is yours? I like butterscotch, the like the hard candies. And there. anybody who has ever been on one of my bow fishing teams over the last ten years knows <laughs> that I have a pocket full of butterscotches. I was going to really? say
8: I was I t- or what? No, not. What no, I actually thought he was
2: no, say just cough those Super drop. cheap. You can get like the two of them for a dollar. Those bags in the in the gas station. I don't know. Oh, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. The hard candies they yeah. are like the little donuts. With yeah, the, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. The super cheap ones. I don't. I. But I mean, I'm talking I, about
3: for deer season when the scent doesn't is, matter
2: always. Oh, really? There is. I could see you scotches. dropping cough drops. Well, yeah. Jimbo <laughs> doesn't know. I have an addiction to cough drops. Which ones? Horrible. Balls. Uh, no, vitamin what? C. Oh, no, the no, I mean C. cough drops. <laughs> like the real ones. Yeah. yeah.
8: Well, I think vitamin the defense vitamin yeah. C. So Dude. no, those taste but, good. But That's here's what the we're kicker about
3: <laughs> Matt can't take a cough drop. Yeah. And within 30 seconds, he has to sneeze.
2: It's the weirdest thing. It's it's take a cough drop. I, I don't. I. There are, there's some in my truck. I don't have any else. Go I, get one. I, I, I've Dude. had four of them since we've been here. I don't trust me. We can handle
0: this without you. Go get one. The, we got the, we got this. The breeze ones are good. Yeah, but those aren't the that, ones. So, so look. When we
8: so <laughs> North Dakota, we talked about this earlier. They uh the guys when they were going up there, I was like, all right, guys, like this is a lot of non sleeping. Hall's defense. See, grab you a bag, throw mm-hmm. hey, uh-huh. the truck, right? Uh-huh. So and I and when. I told the guys that were going with me, I've taken a bunch of volunteers, a bunch of friends to North Dakota with me, and when they got in my truck, I don't buy the small bag you get at Walgreens, right? I'm going for the economy.
1: (laughs) There's like 600 (laughs) in
8: this bag, right? So they get in the car, and I'm like driving, and they're like, what are you eating? I'm like, man, Halls. I got to get this vitamin C defense. And one of the guys picks up the bag and he goes, you know one here that says you're not supposed to eat more than two of these a day? a day <laughs> yeah dude i'm on my 34th in the last hour <laughs> like this is candy yeah. <laughs> and i eat so that during duck season and, and hunting season and as i call it banquet season yeah halls defense c vitamin c in the green bag and now yeah. and then and what's really bothering me is there's some off brands that don't taste the same uh, and that's all i've been able to find lately it's
3: Which kind of what's your go-to food when you're deer hunting Everybody's got a coat I'm not a snacker. You don't take anything? Man. Do you sit all day or do you just do morning and evening? Uh with the family, morning evening. And it's morning.
8: Or evening. There's a big <laughs> or like that or is I'm
3: a I'm a six A to six P guy, you know, so I'm sitting all day.
8: I am not a six a to six p. I'd never have been like I'm the guy that goes to the truck and catches a two hour nap.
0: Yeah, I, I, I the
8: day that. that's
2: me. That was back in the day, like. see, but Jimbo, I can take you to my newest stand that we just built. That is a twelve foot by twelve foot enclosed bunks. Now that's different. Yeah, we 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 set it so it's not a six a to six p. It's a six the sixth of November to sixth December. Like sit. live, in it. yeah. I mean, yes. there's no reason not
8: to. Yeah, see, we sit on the side, like, I, I've, man, the guys that tell me, like, man, during the heart of the road, I stay all day long. I'm like, yeah, I, I have to move. I see so <laughs> yeah. much
3: stuff midday that a lot of people miss. I mean, I've, I would say at least half of the bucks I've killed in my life were all between the hours of 11 a.m. and 1 p.m.
8: So I can't, now that I have a family, like, to, to leave my wife at home that long... I I don't know that I could just be like,
3: I'm chilling up here. But think about it. If you did one good full day during the rut, that's like going on four hunts.
8: But in Tennessee, though, when rifle season starts, you know, that's the opening day of duck season in Arkansas, where our duck club is. So I've never been a big rifle hunter because of that. And during muzzleloader season, man, like, when I get home on Fridays, most of them I'm trying to spend every moment I can with the kids. And then on Saturdays, if I don't have an event, man, I want to watch college football. And so,
3: you know, and this year is kind of goofy for college. Wow, oh, that's a
8: that's just a story for another day. I mean, I just i I tried so hard to get. I'm an old. My wife went to Ole Miss, mm-hmm. so she's a diehard Ole Miss fan. I've become a diehard Ole Miss fan. The Wofford Terriers. We're not on TV a lot, so I have to watch them on <laughs> Facebook and the internet or check the score. Right, yeah. <laughs> I may get uh, something, but some of the cool things like. You know, I mean, I was, I, I was trying to pull so hard on Saturday for Ole Miss to be Alabama. I thought, man, we're going to do it. But I'm just not into it this year. I don't yeah. know. I think it's just the season. But uh, man, I don't. I my deer hunting now is like, all right. I have nothing tomorrow morning. I've got a conference call at eleven. You can get out there. I'm going to get out there for just a couple hours. I'm normally home by. If I don't catch them, but it, I guess it's one of those things where I've killed a lot of great deer. I've killed a lot of. Um, you know i've packed the freezer and my deer hunting now is like i'm gonna run out see if i can kill a doe so we can have one at the duck camp this you know this winter and if i don't get it i'm not bummed but we've got some other guys that are diehard on our property my grandfather's really good friends and then a guy that works with my wife down at saint jude and man i get more excited i probably will change when trip really gets into um deer hunting but I get more excited about watching their success, mm-hmm. right? Watching them send me the photo of the buck that they killed on our farm. And that's that's
3: really I mean that's kind of the same thing with turkey hunting. And getting I mean, the kids out there is awesome. And in truthfully, I can say I have more stories hunting with my son than not. And the first time I took Austin with me to go hunting, he he couldn't sit up. He he just didn't have, you know, so we were like, all right, we're going to change the tactic. We're going to tip the blind up and we're going to lay down. So that way you can lay down if you want to look at your tablet, which I really didn't want to do, but he did anyways. And at one point he crawled on my back so he could see what I could see. And he fell asleep and started snoring in my ear. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So yeah, I'm hunting with the kids now is more meaningful, especially if you can do it and you have the opportunity to take your kids hunting. It's definitely bigger. What are we shooting we're for? Good, no, we're, we're still good. Yeah. One we, thing you we, keep hitting
2: on Jimbo that I that that I guess is uh really hitting me in sort of how I started with the hunting is keep talking about this duck camp. And it's honestly it's my favorite thing about duck hunting um, is the camaraderie. Now in Wisconsin where I grew up and raised, our deer season is only from one Saturday till the next Sunday. That's it for rifle season. You get those 9 days. Those 9 days which Thanksgiving falls in between it we're at deer camp all the men were at deer camp that's what we did and the duck camp stuff that that's i mean i get it and i love it and that's that that to me is the is my favorite part about duck hunting is the camaraderie same reason i like bow fishing so much because you can talk you can cut up you can have fun then you're serious when the ducks are coming in and i i love that that's that's what and that's what i want you to experience here shortly
3: Well, we got three minutes left, so I'm going to hurry up and slam you with the big question. Yep. So I know you can keep it in that three-minute window there. And this is the question we ask everybody. It's, It's sometimes the hardest question, but the most important. If you can go back to your 16 years your old self or you're giving advice to a young person sitting at home that wants to get outdoors, they don't know where to start, they don't know what to do, and they feel stuck, what advice would you give them? What's the life lesson that you've learned that you want to pass on?
8: don't be afraid to ask I think too many people too I mean, young people today have been stuck behind a um, stuck behind you know tablets and computers and, and phones now that I think the coffee shops don't exist right so going mm-hmm. to the coffee shop and, and back in the day or what I've heard right I'm just fortunate enough to have somebody take me but Going into a coffee shop and, and seeing the old guys talk about the old days back then, man, you know, they, they would say, hey, you know, why don't you come and go hunt with us? But now we we'll drive through windows and, and now with COVID and coronavirus, you know, changing everything. But I would say don't be afraid to ask somebody if to tag along. If you are that – at 16, I wish I would ask more questions and probably been more inquisitive to other guys that I met through my grandfather and my dad – um, about different things but don't be afraid to ask because I think if somebody came up to me at a DU banquet 16 year old kid and said hey dad mom dropped me off at this banquet I just wanted to be here because I love the outdoors I don't know anybody I'd say hey man let's go hunting this year and I think the advice would be is people you know see what they see on on what they think is reality or what people put out there as reality on social media is not always reality. And I think that don't be afraid to ask somebody or ask questions or, you know, just mention that you are interested in hunting and, and because people are still connected and I, and I wish that more people would ask because it's, it's a tough world either way, all the way around, right? It's, it's duck hunting is hard to get into but if people would ask and, and show their passion for it, there's people out there that we can get them connected with. Awesome.
3: Well, Jimbo, we certainly appreciate you having up uh, having you up here in the studio tonight. It's a true pleasure and an honor. If you want to reach Jimbo, you can check him out at tennesseedu.org or you can email him at jrobinson at ducks.org. And those links are posted on our Facebook. Just scroll below the live video. Give it a like and a share. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Back to the Lodge on 100.9 The Farm.
5: Hey, let's just be honest. No one can ever completely beat a mature whitetail census. But if you play your cards right, you can fool them. Now for all the work you put in to getting this close, make sure the camo you choose is up to the task. Mossy Oak, made for moments like this. IC Tech now
7: has tumblers and apparel. Check out ictech.com or visit the hardware house in Huntingdon, Bennett's Hardware of McKenzie, or Rev Power Sports in Jackson to find all your IC Tech coolers and accessories. IC Tech, the classic roto molded cooler that started an entire industry. 100% veteran owned and operated. IC Tech USA.
3: 100.9, the farm, and we are back to the lodge. So joining us for the final hour of shenanigans will be the one and only Jimbo Robinson from Ducks Unlimited. So now you get to have fun with us. You're out of the hot seat.
8: Nice. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so Jimbo was learning during the break, and obviously we we have to mute the music on our live stream, uh, but you can listen on backtolodge.com and catch all the tunes that we play. However, there was an Amber Alert during the last break, and we did add that in there. Um, never hurts to help, and uh, we hope those children are returned safely. But during that break, Jimbo was learning Nick's Sesame Street talent. <laughs> did you catch the VP debate?
0: No, I no, I, I, I did not watch. I to. didn't get to. Uh, you didn't miss much. Oh,
3: but it would have helped.
0: I know.
2: It would have helped. I know. I know. Well, our local spot didn't do like bingo for that one. Like they did for the other one.
0: Oh, well, maybe we should
2: oh, call them out. No.
0: Oh. No. No.
2: Well, you know what? It's really kind of hard to find saying. It wouldn't have worked the same. Yeah. It wouldn't work. The, the same. The Absolutely quotes, It would not have. Nope. Yeah. Definitely would
3: have worked. I mean, somebody would have had like cover off. It wouldn't have yeah. said like fly on the head. Yeah. It wouldn't, yeah. Have, would, wouldn't <laughs> you, have been the same. You would have definitely won that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt won. The, the lo- local uh, restaurant here had a uh, bingo night. For the presidential mm-hmm. debate, and Matt played yeah. and he yeah. won. Show sure did.
2: <laughs> so you had to catch certain sayings, certain quotes, and got me ten of the best wings that you can find in West Tennessee. Yeah, absolutely,
0: one hundred percent. Which
2: flavor did you get, by the way? Uh, it's that what? What's one we like right now? The Parmesan. The Parmesan mm-hmm. heat. Parmesan, mm-hmm. heat. yeah. We yeah, that one. We do. Y'all go and share. Them? Yeah. Well, not share. but... We actually had some just wow. before the show. Yeah. 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 Oh, like which ones do we like? Well, it's new. Yeah, it's new either. i don't all think right so anything. you
8: can't I, I i'm i'm from memphis okay. so name other
3: place mike stand mike stand we actually go up there after the show yep you're welcome to join oh, us yeah. grab some wings really yeah, so, yeah. Come some on. of the best wings
8: you're gonna have well my kid let's see here hold on we don't stay long You'll i won't right. make yeah. it home see i'll just this will be just a normal night i <laughs> go in his room and give him a kiss on the head and tell him i love him <laughs>
2: My family's sleeping already. I can guarantee it. Eight eleven? Yeah, Yeah.
8: My <laughs> wife, I guarantee you my wife is close. My, The queen of our family, she uh, works at St. Jude. Um, she's okay. a nurse. Yeah. So when I'm not home and the kids go to bed at 8-11 or 8-30, probably getting close. They may be watching. They were talking about watching. Um, then she gets on the couch and night-night. I mean, she works so hard. God bless your wife, man. To work at St. Jude hospital. You know, people, this is, people talk about, you know, it's tough. Um, Super tough. I went to a funeral one time and man, I watched, she's like, you don't have to go in. You don't have to go in. I was like, all right, we were on our way to DU state convention. I was like, I'm not going in. I can't do that. Well, I'm watching these kids go in. This kid was 12 years old. that passed away. One of her patients. And um, I'm, Watching all these kids go in and these parents, everybody's crying. I'm like, man, what kind of man am I? I'm out here sitting in the car. While, and I let my wife go in there by herself for a funeral that touched her. And so I'm out there in the car. And, I mean, I've got on nasty, dirty clothes. I've been packing the truck. And I'm getting my nice clothes on. And I go in and sit down in this thing. And I walk in and it's a gymnasium in a school. And I'm looking around like, where is she? The mom of the patient had pulled her to the front for <laughs> visitation. And she's standing behind her. Mary Morgan took – this is when she did bedside um, at St. Jude. So she stood beside her. Anyway, so I go and sit down. Well, have you ever been in a middle school gym lately? Not lately. Those bleachers are not normal size bleachers. Matt can right? fit in them. <laughs> I've, I've, never, Matt, not, I, I've never noticed. I, well, I, that, I had that one teed up. That was going to be the joke of my <laughs> sob story. But, yes, I sat down on them, and my knees were at my chin. And I was like, oh, boy. It was like a four-and-a-half-hour funeral. I've cried like a baby throughout the whole thing. <laughs> but she tells me – so the point of my story is she tells me all the time, you you have to put your feelings for the child um, separate. You get close to the parents um, when she did bedside. This was, this was the way she thought. You get close to the parents, right? And you try to understand, make these parents understand that the best thing for this child at this point is whatever's next, whatever God decides. You know that whatever, and if it's you know to go and be with the Lord or go to heaven or whatever, then that that's what. Whoops, sorry, um, that's you know she understands that. And I think that just goes to show the strength of my wife. But, you know, I, I think she understands of how to separate your personal feelings with your work feelings, get close to the parent, love the child. But understand at the end of the day, some of these kids, man, they're so sick and they're hurting yeah. so bad that that, that, that
3: she's definitely a very sound mind. Oh, and, yeah. and I I couldn't do it. little secret oh, about me that I, I don't talk about is I work pediatric neonatal intensive care unit. For oh. This was years ago. Um, burned me out. It was oh. the last thing I ever did working in medical, and that was the end of my career. I mean, it literally destroyed me from the inside. And I had two young boys at the time. So, um, anybody who does that for a living and, and stays in it, <sighs> they're they either a saint or a major sinner. And, and that's that's really the only two ways you can look at it. Is most of the people I know either have hearts of gold. Well, they all have hearts of gold. Let's, let's start there. They all have hearts of gold, but some don't do well with coping with it right so for her to do that and, and you guys be where you're at my hat's off to you absolutely no pun intended so awesome well that just kind of screwed my next joke for Nate <laughs> because that changed the <laughs> tempo quite a bit oh, I'm sorry <laughs> that's okay i bringing it down in here <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, I'll
8: meet you all at the wing place. I'm going now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, no, I mean, the, look, they, these are things that people need to talk about. They need to be discussed because, you know, it's it's so easy to, like you said, turn your head, stay in the car. Right. And and the, this is real. And, you know, th- some of the things that we focus on is getting these kids outdoors hunting. You know, just to attribute to the comment where he said, you know, we need to get more kids involved, take a kid hunting. Not only take a kid hunting, get a disabled veteran out hunting. Yep. We, we have a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, uh, that I served with years ago this this was over 15 years ago um, he's paralyzed from the waist down I've got two inquiries into two lodges waiting to get dates to see if we can get an availability date you know he's been paralyzed now for years um, he's a uh, correct me if I'm wrong I'm pretty sure he's a silver star recipient threw himself on a grenade years ago super great kid uh, I say kid he's my age but I, we were we were kids I mean we really we really were we were in early 20s back during when OEF started, and uh, you know, to give him that little bit of normalcy back from sitting in a hospital or sitting at home waiting for the next hospital appointment, I don't even know how many surgeries he's had, but getting him outside or getting anyone outside in those positions has so many therapeutic and benefit mental health benefits that we take for granted. Absolutely. Now we can sit here and all day and and steam each other and steam up the windows and talk about how grateful we are. But we don't appreciate it as much as they do. I mean, we do, but not as much as they do. And if you have the capability to get somebody out there, whether it's a child that, that doesn't have somebody to take them out hunting or somebody who has a disability, or we, I don't even want to call it a disability, but a challenge to get outdoors, I encourage you to do it. I, 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 it's one thing I want to do before I retire, or it may even be after I retire, but is to get the land and be able to get those folks outdoors. Because we do see it. And there's places we've been to. We, uh, Huntsman's Creed up in K- Kentucky. They're going to be here on the show next month. Um, the owner paralyzed himself. Fell, he's, now, he's not a veteran, but he fell on a construction site, fractured his spine. He's been paralyzed since. He used the money to, to build this lodge in Kentucky. Um, it's up by Louisville. And that's all he does is take guys in wheelchairs out. Gets every donation he can to get the tracked wheelchairs. Get them out in the field up into the ADA stands. And that's all they do. But they don't have the money to do it season long. And two, there's so many people waiting. So many people waiting.
8: And, you know, I I think – oh, sorry. No, you're good.
1: good. I I
8: think this kind of goes back to something that we talked about, you know, at the end of the hour was asking, right? I think people are like, there's so many of them. If I ask one, I'll have to bring 20. You know what? That's probably true. But you can only change, you can only impact one at a time, at a time yep. right? So I know that if my dad were on this call right now, my dad is a full-blooded, just American guy, right? Um, worked in the medical field for most of his life and uh, got laid off. Um, company got bought and they said, we're getting rid of all these older men that, quite frankly, make too much money and work to build these relationships and we're going to hire a bunch of younger people. And so he started his own landscaping business because he loves to be outside, Um, does very well. But I know my dad would 100% tell me right now he'd be poking me in the side or sending me text messages if he's listening, but saying, invite him. So I will, my grandfather, Field and Stream wrote an article about my grandfather years ago about the legacy of our family duck hunting um, in 2016 or 15, I can't remember when it was, but really cool article. And the the joke in in our family is my grandfather's missed one opening day his whole life. and he was in uh, Vietnam but he didn't actually miss opening day and he tells the story but the story goes he walked up to a house that had some rice slicks as they called them in the backyard where there's some ducks he didn't know what the ducks were took a shotgun from whatever they call it there Um, I can't remember that but and goes out back, and they shot ducks. But he's trying to tell the guy what he wants to do that's sitting in the house in front of this. scene. He's like, shoot. And he's making all these arrangements. I guess everyone on Facebook can see. But he's making all these moves, and the guy's like, "Huh?" Ah. He's like, I'd shoot those flappings." The guy's like, "Go!" Oh. And so he goes out and hunts. So, but he doesn't. He says it was close to opening day, but that's his I'll story. He hunted, but he didn't. You know, It yeah. wasn't actually opening day. But. My grandfather, so he served um, not long, but I know we, we will gladly take uh, you guys. And when y'all come down to Snake Island, you're more than welcome to bring a veteran. Absolutely. We'd love to have him. Can you
3: accommodate somebody in a wheelchair?
8: Uh, we will. make. We will. Absolutely. I mean, I we will figure it
3: out. Let me say that. I'm not scared to. Because I will. Matt and I already talked about it. He's sitting up at the, the VA in Cleveland, Ohio. We will personally drive all the way up there and get him.
8: All right. So, uh, I mean, there's so many things we can do. I mean, and. Look, we'll we'll make it work, right? If we got to drive a four wheeler pulling a trailer into the woods with him sitting on the trailer and camo them both, we will do it. Sounds like a plan. I mean, we can. We have one blind. I mean, he's not scared to be carried on somebody's back, is he? No. Right. So I I mean, we can. There's a We have a a blind. We call our swamp blind.
2: Matt Matt just volunteered, by the way. I mean, I have. I mean, look. End of the day, it's about changing these lives. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I want to jump in. I want to jump in earlier and say this is whether it's children or the disabled veterans or shoot, just someone who's down on their luck. One experience. Absolutely. One experience can completely reroute their life. You don't know if that veteran is contemplating suicide. You don't know whether that kid has a terrible home life and just needs that experience. And I mean, to your point of you ask one, you might have 20, but if everybody had that mentality of I'm just going to take one this year, think about how many people would be getting in the woods. It'd be awesome.
8: Dude. Well, so. Hey, man, our the Burdettes that we talked about earlier um, that are part of our duck club that are like oh, yeah, family, yeah. only people that are not family, their grandfather moved from Florida. He needs two hip replacements. He walks with two canes and moves slower than most. If he's listening, Papa, you know I'm telling the truth. He moves slow, right? We get him down in a pit using a ladder every single time. That is awesome. And, he, and it is, I mean, it's, it's amazing that we can still get him down there, but we will... Make it work. If we have to go sit in a dry field in a layout blind on the edge of the water to kill him, don't worry about it. We, between the three of us—my dad, grandfather, brother, and uncle—we'll
3: oh, get him out. We'll get him wherever <laughs> yeah, we right. need
8: to. And uh, we've got a P row boat, and i we can set him in the P row boat, and he can ride out there and shoot from the P row. And I mean, I'm not saying that we are handicap accessible, you know, with his wheelchair. But we can make it But worth. we can get everything he needs. And I, I, I know it'd be incredible. Like I got goosebumps just saying. Oh, I, I know this guy. Need,
2: this guy needs this adventure. Oh, he does. Like he does. And what's cool? We
8: can take him to Max. You know, Fair. Prairie Wings. Nope. We can do the whole Stuttgart experience. Take him down to where they do the World Championship Duck Calling Contest. And we can sit out at the fire at night and listen to ducks and listen to the wind blow and just talk. And sometimes that's what people need. Yeah,
3: oh, that's awesome. Uh,
8: so I'm, I'm, I'm in for one, but it's up to y'all to get him there, and let's figure out a date. <laughs> that, that's
3: the easiest part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I joke about Matt carrying him because he knows I've got a really bad back.
8: <laughs> like, really bad. Oh, I so. thought if he fell off, he wasn't going to fall far.
3: <laughs> no, actually, in, in and in that's also true. <laughs> this is no jab at Joe. Um, Joe's the veteran I'm talking yep. about, but he's, he's actually probably smaller than Matt. Yeah. So Matt could physically carry him. If I do it, you guys are going to be carrying both of us out. I'm not doing that. Well, we're not
2: carrying Patrick.
3: We had we had to do a FOD walk at the shop and pick up screws and stuff because we have trucks coming in. I can barely walk after that. My back's that messed up. I've got so many surgeries on my back. It's not even funny. So we're going to be counting on you, buddy. Okay. You can do this. And I'll cheer I'm you on. Worried. I'll cheer
2: you on. I'm not worried. Joe will cheer you on, too. Young and strapping. And,
3: and Joe it's is one of those guys, guys that will he will trash talk you. As I'm it, carrying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's what made him so lovable. You know, in, in, when, when, you, when you're in the military, it doesn't it, Look, it don't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. Nobody, I mean, it does a little bit. We do pick on each other where we're from, but it's all in fun. But Joe can lay it down just as good as anybody else, if not better. And he, he, he may never duck. I don't know if he's ever duck hunting. I know he's deer hunted, But he may never duck hunt in his life, but he'll still talk trash. He'll keep, he, like, you will just be like one of the guys. And, and this would be great. This would be great. So if we can if we can pull that off, you give us the dates and we'll make the rest happen.
8: You give me the dates and we'll make it work. Let's think. I've got January probably. January is probably the best. Oh, that'd be
3: like him leaving winter for summer. <laughs> we <laughs> hunt; and it's negative twenty up there that time oh. of year. <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, coming the guys down this that spray. come,
8: the guys that used to come down, all the regional directors that like Scott Anderson, Chris Anderson, guys from Minnesota and Wisconsin, they come down here. I'm like, dude, you got on breathable waders, yeah, like. <laughs> And they look at me, and I look like, you know, I'm going, I think you were talking about earlier, deer hunting. Like, I got on five layers. So y'all talked about three. I wear five. Like, I don't want to be cold. And they're like, dude, it's not that cold. I'm like, it's freezing.
3: I'm trying to tag him right now on the Facebook live. You
2: shouldn't. You should. What you should have done. Did you do it? Just now. What you should have done is you should have just told him, hey, listen to the last hour. Well, he can't. Of the podcast when it comes out on Friday. Right. So for right now, he'll just be able to be like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> I mean, they're hey,
8: these guys. Yeah. Joe, Joe, I don't know a lot about – I haven't dealt in the whole veteran world yet um, with hunting and stuff, but I know there's some guys. Joe Walker in South Carolina went to Wofford, and uh, I met him. And um, But he does a lot with veterans in South Carolina and Columbia. <laughs> um, he was a Army Ranger, I think, pretty sure. Um, but he gives to veterans nonstop there, and I see him – being recognized for it, and uh, he owns a bunch of Marco's Pizzas and a bunch of cool things, and he gives a lot of money back to the veterans. Yeah. And every time I see him, and he talks about what you're saying, just help one,
2: one,
3: yep. And there's so much work to be done. Um, and there's a lot of great nonprofits. Unfortunately, um, and same with DU. It's always about fundraising. Yep. And with all these nonprofits, uh, the the unfortunate side is not only are medical expenses so high. Yes, the military and the VA cover so much, but only to a limit. And then it's on you. And then you take the nonprofit side of it. Look, uh, those motorized tracked wheelchairs are not cheap. <laughs> not I mean they're some of them cost as much as a house. Yeah. I mean, so if if a good lodge that helps disabled veterans has two they're killing it. And I mean, you're talking two. That's it. So, you know, to to be able to give every even if you were able to give every amputee or every paraplegic from the military one trip in their life with today's numbers, my guess is it would take years to get everybody out once if you're lucky. That's how bad it is. And there's a lot of work to be done. So this is, you know, one step, one person, and it's a world of difference. So it's also whatever it takes mindset to make that happen. Then, look, there's a lot of people that want to take guys out, but they can't. You know, they, I've got this property but they they never set it up for a blind, you know. Then or they, I, this is not a stab at anybody. I'm not even going to say who it was. But they took somebody to a tree stand and thought, "Well, I could carry them up there." Hmm. That doesn't work, you know. Maybe it sounded good in theory, but you also have to consider that person's safety too. And, and safety first. I mean, they they've already been through hell. We don't need to risk another chance. You know, it's something else going wrong. So safety is always paramount. But I mean, so
8: let me let me ask you. I'm going to put you on the hot seat for a second. So there's a lot of things about DU. People ask me all the time the, the tough questions, like the rumors, right? Hear the rumors about DU. Go through them all the time. Answer the rumors. So you hear a lot about Wounded Warrior Projects and a lot about the hunting projects, and, and it's and, and we. I got a guy asked me about this uh, probably two years ago, and he's like, "Don't these guys don't? They don't make their selection process. They don't do it the right way." it's like well I, I don't know that what uh, how what selecting a veteran how do they go through a process uh it's,
2: it's a hard question
8: i'm not I'm, i mean i'm asking i mean more of i don't care i, I don't it doesn't matter to sure. me i'm just wondering like how what what is if somebody wanted to take a veteran i guess this is let me rephrase my question if somebody wanted to take one but they don't want to go through the
3: politics of it. How do they do it? Well, the simple answer is, uh, and I'm going to speak generally. It's the safest way to do this. Okay. Every veteran, whether they deployed or didn't deploy, is rated with a disability if they have a disability. That letter, which is a formal letterhead from the Department of Veterans Affairs, is a letterhead that they have. They have to have it. They can go into ebenefits.gov uh, at any time and print that letter off. And it tells the percentage of their disability. Um, not necessarily always what for. I don't think they do that anymore. It's just the percentage. No, I agree. It's just the number. And, and whether or not the they're permanent and total. Or, yeah. The second thing you have to look at is, and, and this is no judgment on anyone, okay? You can be a disabled veteran, but be able to physically function. Okay, disabled, disabled veteran doesn't necessarily mean that they're physically disabled. They could have a mental disability. They could have internal injuries. They could have everything all the way, even. I know this sounds silly, but all the way down to sleep apnea. And I'm not going to judge those people. That's not my place. But you have to kind of say, look, is this person physically disabled by looking at them? Because if they're not, look, they can get outdoors. They can, If they can walk, they can get outdoors. I'm not saying there's exceptions because there's always an exception, but the guys that cannot walk, they have the hardest time getting outdoors. Not because they can't do it. Look, they can find a place, ride a trail. I know people who've been on wheelchairs and got you know all terrain tires and went down trails, and they hunted that way, and then called somebody to help retrieve their animal. But then there's the whole degree of their safety. Can they safely go beyond that to hunt? Fishing is obviously another challenge. Getting them from a dock to a boat is extremely hard sometimes. If you don't have a big crew, or, you, or the boat's too low from the dock, or you're trying to launch it, it's very hard to get people in boats sometimes. Um, there's people that have jib cranes that can help move people. You know, There's so many different opportunities to do. Regulation is what puts the stop on most of that. For example, jib cranes. OSHA says you cannot use a jib crane to raise or lower people. So that put a stop on a lot of charters up in the Great Lakes that used to use those jib cranes to put a wheelchair in a boat. You can't do that, not with the person in it. So you kind of have to look at the veteran and say, do you have your VA paperwork? Yes, check one. Are they the person that has no other option to get outdoors? That's your check two. And I think that's the safest
2: way. Let, let, me, um, let me unpack this just a little bit differently. So how does somebody find a veteran to take out? Um, number one, there are a million nonprofits out there that are all doing, this is a very generalized answer, they're all doing very good work. There are some that have been, for lack of a better term, vetted, um, that I know specifically, I'm not going to throw names out right now, that, that you People can reach out to and say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I I have this property. I'm a duck hunter. I'm a deer hunter. I'm a fisherman. I want to take X amount of soldiers out. Can you get me some names? Um, and our connections, ours at IC Tech, our connections lie everywhere from if you want to take a disabled vet, disabled veteran out or I've got a nonprofit that I do a lot, a lot of work with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you a second i think you you figured it out gosh i'm hearing you so, in two different spots if sorry are, sorry <laughs> if if uh if somebody's looking to take out a active duty soldier there's a whole lot more red tape because yeah. of what is allowed and what's not allowed especially when you get into special operations groups um but i have a nonprofit that i do a lot of work with that can get people names and can and, and that kind of stuff um another really easy way for people to find somebody to take out if they're really interested in in this is go to your local vfw and maybe it's not the guy that's bellied up to the bar but maybe the guy that's belly up to the bar knows the guy who can't get out of his house in his community because all of us veterans have this connection we, we have this social network of of, of of the veteran community that i can name you five names of people that i know that can't leave their house unassisted that would love to do something Mm -hmm. but so does i would say the vast majority of veterans have their own list of five to ten names so i mean just finding those local veterans which isn't hard there's so many veterans now i I think truthfully it's it's,
3: you know like you said with the du family it's kind of like the veteran family it's a small it it really is a small network even though it seems big to us but it's not hard just calling one of us even through social media. So we have more veteran groups in social yeah. media than I could ever imagine. Um, I even run one. I think Matt's in one. I mean, it, it's so
2: easy to just vet people. Does, it really do, is. Does DU, do they partner up with any nonprofits? Not that I'm aware of. Any other nonprofits, I should say. Um, Not that like I'm aware
8: vet- of. I, I know that there are, in South Carolina, they do a, Dan Ray down there does a hunt. And a big fundraiser every year he's got it all set up i think it's duck or deer i'm, I'm somebody listening maybe to, to correct me but he does a huge project down there with things but i think it's more kind of like what we said it's more on a local level some guys doing stuff but no um well
2: i'm just sort of thinking one thing we could do being as though like you're a regional and there's how many regionals did you say there are 89 80? so every one of those 89 individuals have 50 Veteran nonprofits in their area, right. if not more. Um, and truthfully, people at those events probably know somebody. Like, there, there's a way that, and I don't exactly know the logistics, how to make it all work, where I could throw you some names of some nonprofits that I can tell you from the bottom of my health, heart, heart are in it for good reasons. yep And then they could sort of be, I don't know if they're backed by DU or if, or if they back DU or whatever, where if you have any members that are looking to take soldiers out, you just have a list of, hey, contact these nonprofits. They have names for you. And then so-and-so in South, you know, South Carolina has.
8: And, yeah, and that's – man, that's that's kind of where my – you kind of – Just sort of vetted sources. Patrick, you know what you, I mean? You, you hit on uh, – Patrick laid the groundwork and you hit on the things. That's exactly kind of what I was thinking. Like, I know on some of the – on the old state DU pages, like, they would say, you know, um, this is a great outfitter in Arkansas, right. right? So that would kind of be, you know, some cool things. And maybe – Maybe Tennessee DU, we could we could do something on uh, on our Facebook page. Yeah, just uh, a next quick summer. links
2: or something. Yeah, link. No. Hey,
8: if anybody is ever interested in this, this is who. Yep. This oh. is the the person to uh, contact. I, you know, something something easy like that.
3: I think it's great, and you know, like Matt was saying, there's so many nonprofits, but there's so few that are reachable. Right. And you know, it it's easy for a nonprofit to come on the show. And I'm not talking about DU talking about a nonprofit that gets people out hunting like that's all they do and get them on the show and say hey we take guys hunting we take gals fishing we we do we do we do we do the hard part is the veteran finding that group because they don't know what to search for and and you may not know this but veterans getting out today still don't know what to do they know they got injuries they don't even know what to do they don't know what a VA is. They don't know what the VA hospital is. They don't know how that works.
2: How to get registered? How, there, there's, there is classes when you get out, but they don't cover what a tenth. Well, what's crazy is there is more resources. I feel, anyways, I've been out now for, well, ten, almost ten years. I've been, I've been out of the military. I feel there is more resources for a veteran today than there was even ten years ago. Mm-hmm. They're out there. It's just the a matter finding. of finding them. Yep. Um, and, and that's where. I, I, I'm absolutely not going to spread names, and this is where I got a little bit uh, standoffish with your original question, is I know some nonprofits that I'm not going to say the name of that I right. know that they got into it, and they're, they're veteran, not only veteran-owned, but they also cater to veterans, that they got into it because now they get discounts at blah, 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 or they get gear from blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, they may run one or two hunts a year, but now they're getting $10,000 worth of gear a year. To and take. I. Yeah. And, yeah, and and yeah. and look, end of the day, that's kind
8: of where I, my question. I, I, and I, I said I was putting Patrick on the hot seat. I'm sorry if we've dug down no. a rabbit hole. No, it is, not. it is a rabbit it's hole. It's near though. and
3: dear to our hearts. But the problem is, like
2: Matt saying, there's,
3: I'll say it. There's people out there that do it for the wrong reasons. And but as I'm, long but as I'm they still
2: s- torn because they are still taking they, that one or two soldier out. It, well,
3: they are because they're tiptoeing within the boundaries right. of legalities and IRS for 501c3. Yep. And there's nothing you can do. It's it's kind of like when your local politician says, I'm going against the grain and we're going to do something that affects your front yard. It doesn't mean it's illegal. It's just bad politics. right? And that's kind of what we deal with in the veteran community. And the, the sad part is there's more of those than there are good ones. And the there's abs- hands down.
8: And there's people out there. There are people out there across the board. Sure. Absolutely. Like there are people that come and say, I want to be a DU volunteer. Mm-hmm. And they're not coming because they're passionate outdoors right they're coming to build their brand their book of business yep and you know what at the end of the day, like you said earlier, they're helping us, and I'm not gonna ever turn anybody away, but when you know everything this guy does is about me me me, you know what am I getting? I sit there and I struggle with golly again I mean you know it's 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 I'm never gonna turn a volunteer away every volunteer is very important to me and to you. But at the same time, sometimes I know, man, this guy yep. is not in it for the right reasons, and a distraction, kind of yep. like what you mm-hmm. are saying. There, 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 and there are nonprofits that are distractions to the ones that are doing the right thing, yep. and they're not doing it in a negative way, and they're they're helping somebody. But if, and this is such a broad thing, if if all of these would just join, almost join up, and say, "Hey, look, let's put all of our resources into this. We can, we can." help what a 50 difference it would a make. year instead of you know but you know
2: there, there's a local one here that i will introduce you to we'll have them on soon um yeah but i've been with them for eight years now i'm telling you i mean they're, they're the real deal they are they're the real deal but they probably knows them. you probably do special ops excursions i don't know if you
8: yeah they they uh, absolutely yes they <laughs> i'm so sure they came does. to the dyersburg event last year and we gave him the stage. I never. Those are my people. Give anybody the stage. Ever. <laughs> Those are my people. Yeah. Those are great people. Oh, and he was awesome. They they came and set up at our Dyersburg event last year um, in December. We gave him some cool DU swag, and, and he got up on stage and gave a presentation that, man, when you talk about our party, you ever seen 300 people put their beer down? No. When he started Ooh. talking and showing things. <laughs> Dude, yeah. people I mean, it was dead quiet. Well, and they're
2: no. a super unique one because they aren't catering to the disabled or to the veteran. They are they are catered to the current active special operator. And I mean, it's I've been with them for eight years. I run their bow fishing stuff, is what I run for them. But man, they're they're good people with the right heart heart, pushing it in the right direction. And through them, and then through our other avenues. They're a name that absolutely needs to get out there. Um, and, and that's coming soon. That's coming come in the next soon. few weeks. Yep.
8: Those guys, yeah.
4: Scott. But
3: more than that, I mean, to to your testament, you know, just like with IC Tech, I think one of the reasons we've been as successful as we have been is, I mean, we are a for profit company, but we operate very much so like a nonprofit company. Um, and and the only that only sounds good, but explain that. So, okay. Perfect example, right? You give And and, and this is the devil's advocate of it. Goodwill. Yep. Everybody goes, oh, they're a horrible nonprofit. They don't. Okay. If Goodwill was for profit and not a nonprofit, would you give them free stuff? Would you give them your clothes? Probably not. Okay. But they're providing clothes at affordable prices to underprivileged communities, which would never have an opportunity to get those clothes or whatever it is you donate, but because they go into the tax filing as nonprofit. People cringe. So is that fair or is it a double-edged sword? So in our situation, our profits go to several NGOs, one of which helps gold star families. One is special operations excursions. One is task force dagger, another similar program getting veterans in active duty outdoors. And then we also help, um, Navy Seal Navy fund. Seal fund, out of Cincinnati. So, I don't take a salary. Matt, sorry, love you. He doesn't make a great living. He he makes very little money. We don't get paid for the show. We don't. Get, I don't take a salary at work. We run it like a nonprofit. But if I called it a nonprofit, then we'd be scrutinized. Does that make sense? Yep. So. You know, like Matt said, our endorsements, the celebrities that we, we've all had on the shows, they support Ice Tech, we don't pay them. We never have. These are people who are just true diehard fans of what we do and what we stand for in the product itself. You've, you've had the product. Absolutely. It's great product. Um, we wouldn't have got behind it if we didn't feel that way. But all in all, I mean, even Nick, <laughs> we spend our Wednesday nights up here, we don't get paid. you yeah, will buy him some wings. Yeah, I bought him wings tonight.
4: <laughs>
8: yeah. I, 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 don't, steak. I haven't said this before, but thank you both. Were you a veteran too?
3: No. He was Salvation Army.
8: <laughs> <laughs> oh Gosh, so many jokes came to my head just then. But, uh, but thank you both as veterans for your service. I know that it, it seems now that like it, it – Tragedy t- changes people's heads. I mean, after nine eleven, I was in high school, but I remember you know everybody you saw in a uniform. It was you thanked them so much, and man, I, every opportunity I get to thank a, a veteran, I do because without you guys, we we wouldn't be well. You know, enjoying these freedoms that we're sitting here
4: doing.
3: That's sometimes the hardest thing a veteran ever wants to hear is "thank you for your service." It's, it, it actually became what two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It started to become kind of cliche. Right, actually, and then it's, it's actually
2: started, a joke in the military. Yeah, it, well, well, no. While I was in, while oh, we were yeah. deployed, if somebody would have swept up real nice or thank handed you, you a water bottle, you would just thank them for their service. Hey, thank you for your service. It, it was a jab at each but other. But now it is a weird. It's a. It's. I've been asked. How many times have you been asked? How many thousands of times, or have not asked, been said? Thank you for your service. Well, that's the thing. I finally and stopped I, getting uncomfortable with it,
3: and I just said, you know what? Because I didn't. Ha- my my career was not, ex- you know, exuberant or anything like that. But I would just tell people now, if they're a good person, I say thank you for being an American. We're serving for, because that is fewer than there are service members. Oh, and I'm not yeah. ashamed to say that.
0: I like that. Well, I think from a civilian standpoint, like even if you didn't see combat or anything like that, it's more of a thank you for giving your life to the to the. But we don't to, feel that way. To probably. Or, or even, even the the chance of you going into that. And, and we can see that perception. You know? But w- that's definitely not... I mean, we there was a little bit of patriotism when we si-
3: signed sure. up, obviously. Yeah. But we signed up for many reasons. Many it's, reasons. It's the elephant in the room that no
2: veteran wants to talk about. Like, dude, I wanted to get away from a woman. Oh, man. My, <laughs> my reasons were definitely not patriotic. Now, they weren't anti-patriotic. They just... Yeah, sure. They were, my life wasn't headed in the right direction and I needed something to turn it around. And I mean, by yeah. God, it turned it around. It for sure yeah. did. Yeah. But it's not a, I mean, it's not like a real good story of, I mean, even, I carried a flag into the no, recruiter's office, you know? It, even Rob O'Neill says in his speech, he goes, I joined the Navy
3: to get away from my ex-girlfriend.
2: No, she was does from doesn't... a
3: small town in Montana. So that's why I joined. Hmm. And the reason he joined the Navy was because the Marine Corps office was closed. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it was a paycheck. It was a degree. It was three hots and a cot. And hey, I'm going to defend my country,
8: but we will probably agree to disagree on this topic because <laughs> you guys are the backbone of it. But from a civilian standpoint, you signed up for something that I didn't, and you signed up to put your life on the line, possibly. And you said earlier whether you've been deployed or not. When you're talking about you know veterans and that, I don't care. You still signed up to put your life on the line, and I did not. And I and I and and. To me, that's honor. Uh, you know, that's an honor, not probably honorable, maybe. Uh, and I, I think, and I maybe it's, um, I, let me just say I have a lot of respect for you guys. How about that? Instead of thank you for your service, I respect you guys. Well, the respect's mutual. That are you there. in
3: beer? <laughs> you kind of <laughs> created you. the show. You kind of made this born out of something. <laughs> yeah. It was an idea in the back of your mind that you just didn't know was coming out. Hey.
8: Yeah. You give a big <laughs> smile. Somebody, somebody, he's over here, teasing
3: ear to ear. He's like, he likes getting the free swag. Somebody said, somebody here. said on what? his
0: Facebook page, ah, it's nice. That's not why I am here. That's not why I am here. Nick's actually,
3: here Nick is actually a very talented country music artist, and he is super humble and and kind of almost embarrassed when you bring it up, I but know. he's got, um, you've got two good songs. Well, the one you haven't really cut yet in the studio. Yeah. Um badass country song. That's I mean honestly we when you sang it live the other night at my house that was better than the version you have. That's what I keep telling him. Well, uh,
0: t- I mean truth um,
3: But Nick is uh, also call, a
0: writer. Call it what it is. I mean, I made that on garage band. No, I don't I, I, I know, get no. that. But you're also a writer and you
3: can play I don't even know how many how many instruments can you play? All of them. Oh god. <laughs> you can play the drums?
0: Drums. You, can can play, you the play the piano. piano. Yep. very well. Very well. Guitar. Very well. Guitar. Uh, Piccolo. N- never picked that one up. Triangle. I can play the crap. Out of the cymbals. <laughs> Finger symbols. Finger symbols. Can you play hey, the you flute? flute? I'm sorry. Can you play the flute? No. Yes, he can. <laughs> I can't. I can play the trumpet, and I can't play the xylophone.
2: Nick's one of those rare people that you hear his song a recorded version of a song like dang that is good it sounds good wow then you see hear him in person and it's almost a it is so much better than the recorded version that it doesn't make sense and the only thing you can tell him is we got to re-record that we have to re-record it because yeah i'm gonna make him do it because yeah do that nick nick
3: number one nick owns the copyright Yep. so we have permissions correct
2: nick Mm-hmm. We have permission to use that copyright here's to play the problem. On Facebook. Here's the problem. I agree with you, and but this is what's going to happen if Facebook Facebook isn't going to verify that first, they're going to pull the post if they if they so choose. Then we fight it back saying we have the copyright, prove the copyright. They'll put it back up, but then we lose the algorithm, and it's done. Yes, it'll be back on there and viewable, but you'll I thought never. Thought you like to stand up for it right. I, no, I know. Don't but back down. That's my fear. Don't back down. Uh,
8: you can't it. fight Facebook.
3: It's principle. I get it. Hey, Yeti sued Walmart and won.
8: I have to go with Matt here because (laughs) I've been in his shoes. Firearms on Facebook.
3: Oh, yeah. They'll definitely. Pistols,
8: right? So you have something rolling when you're advertising and they decide to (sighs) block your page even when even when
2: even when we win and get it put back up because we do have the copyright you never get that original algorithm which may have reached x amount of eyes you're never going to get those again because you won't have the algorithm behind you that's my only i want nick's music everywhere possible yeah but just knowing that it might stop the algorithm of this video Mm. that's just that's what's got to be weighed i'm torn i mean we can share his music after this is loaded, we can yeah. share a link to his song. We'll share picking. your song. Oh, that's fine.
3: The YouTube, I'm even though YouTube's it. external link, but yeah, that's fine. We'll share it on there, or everybody can go. Well, you still have it in the lineup, right? Do you play gigs? I mean, like, yeah, uh, he does. Well, it, just yeah. yes, you do. Quit. Well, the thing. Okay, this is the shyness of Nick. Th- so th- let me th- ask
8: you something, Nick. Why don't you uh, come out to a DU event?
0: Look, and play he will. What hour. I was going to say He's do was, it. I am in the process of putting a band together. So that I can do, gigs. but you can still do an acoustic but, set. I can, but you but do it at my house on Fridays. I, I understand that. Everybody show up to Patrick's house on Fridays. to Listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You're more than the welcome to come. I, I can't. I can play the guitar. <laughs> we have like Thirty people. Yeah. I can't. I can't can. can yes, play the can. guitar, but I'm very limited on guitar. I can't play everything I know. We it, can carry music. We will
3: DJ and karaoke for
2: you. Well, me
0: and Patrick are pro guitar players and see, now. That's, so, and see, like, that's what? That's what I used to do. That's what I used to do. And, I, and like, I would. It would literally just be a one man band. Everywhere I went, everywhere but I went to go the, sing the DU event in Henry County. Uh, that was last one man year. with a good. It was acoustic one man with a guitar. guitar. Yep. But I always, whenever I brought tracks, I always felt like it was just a big karaoke show,
3: and I hated Dude, that. Dude, you don't sound like. Okay, look, we're gonna take a break. We got Nick's Song, don't tell me in the lineup. I have to unplug it from Facebook according cuz I've been voted out. I've been voted off the island. However, hurry up. Leave your Facebook running and jump over to backtologge.com and hit listen live. There, problem solved. So, com, click the listen live right at the top of the page. You can listen to Nick's Song. We'll give you 5 seconds to jump over there. And then we we're, we're going to talk we're going to show him the the video on Facebook Live Sure On Back to Lodge Where Nick was singing Some songs last Two weekends ago Hurry
2: up We got eight minutes It's all Okay free.
3: You're listening to Back to Lodge On 100.9 The Farm
1: <laughs> Get up Woo Look at there This moment was brought to you By Higdon Outdoors A leader in the waterfowl industry For over 25 years Check us out At HigdonOutdoors.com Higdon Outdoors has been helping waterfowl hunters make the most of their time in the field for over 25 years. We are a family-owned company, and we're proud to serve duck and goose hunters just like you. We make high-quality, innovative decoys and hunting products that you can afford, helping you focus on what's really important. Check us out at HigdonOutdoors.com. Innovation. Quality. Customer service. That's Higdon Outdoors. Get real. Get Higdon.
6: This country was born to believe in something larger than itself, a belief that the citizens within it could accomplish anything, from defeating an empire to sending a man to the moon. We built cities, formed the land, and through this an original spirit was born It has forged friendships, been celebrated, and at times been the cause of debate. We might not always agree, but there is one thing we can all agree on, love of country and love of a fine bourbon. America bourbon Vet owned and made proudly in the USA Available nationwide At most leading retailers And at americabourbon.com
3: 100.9 The farm And we are back to lodge We're getting ready to wrap up episode 11 We we do see your comments and your texts Um, Yes Nick can play a flute Uh, He can also play The banjo, the guitar and by the sounds of it Nick might be playing A DU event here soon mm. uh, Don't there sit there And again, grumble uh, Where's uh, your confidence uh, man Where's your confidence We'll get
2: it We'll knock it into you We will be broadcasting you knocked live it out of me We'll be broadcasting <laughs>
3: live From the mic stand
2: Here in a little bit Where Nick will be singing Oh gosh There you go See how that works man, no. <laughs> I want to I take a second I want to thank Jimbo For uh, coming yeah. out here
8: Man I appreciate it Yeah It was a blast
3: we have a little bit of fun. Absolutely. A little bit. Well, we're going to have some more fun in a little bit. But, Jim, thank you uh, on behalf of Back to Lodge, Icy Tech, and 100.9, The Farm, True Country. We appreciate you taking time out this evening to come join us. And uh, we look forward to having you back, too, so we can hear about the successes that you guys had getting through all this COVID and virtual event. You can fill us in when you come back. I can't wait. We're going to have some fun. By, by then, we'll get Nick a little more confident. And Matt will bring a flute, and he can play it. Bring it with me everywhere. <laughs> 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 Until next week, Whoa. as always, ask yourself, what are you grateful for? Live from Huntington, Tennessee, I'm Patrick. I'm Matt. I'm Nick. And I'm Jimbo with DU. And we are back to Lodge. We'll see you next week. Stick around till then.
0: Hey everybody, Nick here from Back to the Lodge. If you like the show, if you like the content, subscribe to us, follow us, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And hey, if you want to listen to us live, don't forget to tune in each Wednesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. You can go backtothelodge.com, click the Listen Now button, and you'll be listening live. But until next time, we'll see you when we head Back to the Lodge.